Fitz. Channel 99. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fitz on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Everybody got to get it crazy with it. Blow your face out, baby. It is Ron and Fez, looking back week of Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, 
and I am Ron Bennington. Now, uh, Fez, you were telling me we used to play that song as our JFK opener? Yeah, that's how we used to open the show at WJFK in D.C. We would go from the Ron and Fez thing into that song? Yep, into the Jay Giles. No memory at all. What did we used to do for Fastest Hour? Fastest Hour, that would open with something that was, um, I can't think of the name of it, but it was something a lot harder. It was almost like a metal thing. Never. At least to me. I still with metal. Never. Never Can't that. picture. Particularly for basically a fast news show. Slayer in the news. One. Um, I, I would love to find that opening, though. Do you have it, Fez? Um, I would love to hear it. I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ron and Fez giving you the best ofs all week. Now, Fez, you put together a sporkle game on Rod and Fez Sideman. I hit 44 out of 45. I did not get Whoa. 100%. Oh, so there was someone that you missed. This is the game that's on the Interabang where you have to figure out the real supporting cast members throughout the years of the Ron and Fez show from the fake ones, and then the advanced version has gone up as well. Well, what's the advanced version? I didn't do that yet. The advanced version is where you have a list of supporting cast na- uh, members' names to choose from. Uh-huh. And an activity will come up. What were they known for? So if something came up, you have to pick from the list of names. What? Who? The- so if it was like Chris Stanley drinking and drugs? Okay. Yeah, if drinking and drugs came up from the list, you have to pull Chris Stanley out of it. Or, shit, should I take that? Or sleeping on his front pouch. Because Chris likes to sleep on his front pouch. The breeze out there. Chris Stanley, best... Thing to eat when you smoked a lot of herb. Name it. Starburst. Really? You're going to pick a sweet candy? Yeah. I would have went with like a chicken wing Oh. or perhaps <laughs> even pizza. Now you're changing my mind. <laughs> chicken wing does that for you, right? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Just a bunch of fried chicken. I'm blazed off my face. I'll yes, just devour it. Oh just my. a starburst <laughs> like a child. I guess if I was five and smoking weed. No, I'm talking like a big bag of starburst. Ugh. A couple months ago, I bought a four-pound bag of gummy bears from uh, Target, and I housed that thing over a course of a weekend. Why are you proud of that? Why do you... <laughs> it's more of a confession than pride. Why That's... not just get one of those one four-pound uh, gummy bears? Oh, no. That's why you've got that wadded up bowl uh, just big ball in your colon. That's why your shit won't move. I thought they were like fruit, though. Mm. You got gummy polyps. Uh, by the way, next week, uh, John Cryer unmasked. Yep, that's going to be a week from tomorrow. Where will you be, Fizz? Um, I will still be packing to head to Florida. Now, you told us before... You were not packing. You were walking out. Yeah. I've been telling people, Fez is fucking amazing. He's walking away from his life. Like He's movie. shutting the door behind him. And now I'm hearing about packers. Oh, boo. Um, so you are packing up? Well, I have to take some underwear and socks with me. No, That's man. not packing. Uh, you can throw that in a goddamn duffel bag on your way up. You go door. to a dollar store, you get all the underwear and socks you need for like, what he's like saying a there. third of the price if you go to a real store. Is that why your underwear is always falling down? Yes. And I go, your underwear is where your socks is supposed to be. <laughs> it's called irregular underwear. Well, since we started the song with an opening from JFK, and not that giant Slayer opening that we had... 
going into the fastest hour. Should we come back with writing blood in the next break? I used to love uh, fastest hour. We would come in. We did a night show there, but we would come in and just do like the 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock hour. And we used to do it really fast. We would put 20, 25 topics just going back and forth. It got giant ratings for us. The the company wanted us to, you know, um, ended up doing more time on each side. But I'm like, uh, that's not going to keep going on with all those topics, though. And they're like, start the show that way. Then they found out they couldn't move the syndicated program that they had at the time. So we ended up not doing it. But for me, this was my favorite thing that we've ever done as Ron and Fez, the fastest hour. What I found out, it was Fez's least favorite thing what we've ever done. Now, the weird thing was up to that point, we used to agree on everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Love this bit, hate that bit. Love this bit, hate that bit. But fastest hour was the first time where I'm like, I think I found our future. And Fez is like, you know, that that started his problem. Like, he wouldn't even tell me right off. And then, uh, was it a long time later that you told me you hated Fastest Hour? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite a while later. I was trying to get into a Fastest Hour mindset, but I quit being so fast in my head. That's when, like, my little stage fright moments started popping up here and there. And I didn't feel I was fast enough to do the Fastest Hour. Couldn't keep up with it. And that was... That was a rough time for us. Yeah, I started getting really anxious at that point. Mm. Um, also, have we ever done a a promo for Raw Dog for the best run of Fez airing this week? Yeah, I just saw that. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. <laughs> I just opened my email. Yeah, it's a, but here's the thing. That's an idea you should have had. Yeah. Not waited for. No. I don't want to turn this into another fastest hour debacle. <laughs> Bez, what clip do you want to play here? There's all kinds of things. What's something stands out for you that you're going to miss about doing uh, the Ron and Fez show? Well, this was just um, an insane night at WJFK, which didn't involve my insanity. It was crazy Jen who had come in and insisted that she could withstand the Chinese water torture. I don't even know if that was her idea. Now come to think of it. Um, yeah, you know what? The Here's the two things that always confuse me that people asked about that I, I thought that they both were unbearable. Uh, the Chinese water torture and Fez's cat saying cookie, cookie, cookie for three hours. I thought they both were... Literally torture. <laughs> and I felt like I'm going to torture myself and the audience at the same time. But the weird thing is people ask for it back again. This isn't torture with crazy time water torture for the audience. This is hysterical. I've cut it up. I put it together. It's so goddamn funny. Crazy Jen is out of her mind. All right. Coming up a little later on in the show, uh, we're going to have Fez's hypnosis. Fez's hypnosis. Oh, before we even do any of this, let's do Vito the world's worst Vine reporter. This is video that we've shot uh, where we would go into these celebrities 
And, and it took a long time to put this together, a really long time. But we took Vito the intern and shot him on Vine talking to different celebrities. <laughs> and obviously, you only get how many seconds on Vine? Six. So this, none of these celebrities were aware that this was going to happen. So this is a bit we call Vito, the world's worst Vine reporter. Hey, I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And Neil, I just want to ask you all about your new book. Hey, I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with Robert Rodriguez. And Robert, I just want to ask you what the... Hi, I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with my MBI. And my, I just want to ask you... Hey, it's Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and now I'm here with Artie Lane. Now, Artie, just tell me about... Hey... I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with Billy Connolly. And Billy, I just want to... Hey, I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with Hank Azaria. And Hank, I really just want to ask you... Hey, I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with Russell Peters. Russell, can you tell me all about your date? Hey, this is Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and I'm here with Chris Pratt. And Chris, I just want to ask you about your leg. Hey, I'm Vito, the Vine reporter for the Ron and Fez Show, and now I'm here with Sway. And Sway, all I want to know is what's your favorite interview? Hey, I'm... Grandma's vagina! Grandma's vagina! Grandma's vagina! That's Jeff Garland screaming out Grandma's vagina, knowing that he was being f with. Um, the video is up. It's kind of cute. And we all miss Vito. The big, giant pillow of love. So much. I wish he was here with me right now. Gaying it up? No, not gay. No, did that come off a little... All your stuff comes off as gay. Well, then I apologize to everyone because I'm straight. Believe it or not, despite all the things I've said, you I'm know why straight. you're saying that because you want to move up in the business. <laughs> you want to move up in the business. All right, uh, Fez promoted this. It's his favorite thing of all time that we've ever done, and all our career was bringing Crazy Jen and give her the Chinese water torture. It is. Uh, Ron and Fez, looking back. Ron and Fez. Back with the Ron and Fez show and just about ready to start the Chinese water torture test. All right, let's get this going. Uh, Fez, when we started off, Punani was in here and he tried to blindfold her. And I'm going, what are you doing? And he goes, all torture must have sensory deprivation. <laughs> I can't even. I was so cringing through it. It was like talking to one of the Mansons. You know, it takes a guy, some guys... You see how quickly around pain their excitement level grows. <laughs> how in the world would he know and why would he know it? Because he looks like some kind of an NRA gun nut who's all stocked up and ready for after Helter Skelter comes down. I'm sure there's a weekend bunker getaway yeah. <laughs> that Johnny Punani has. All right, let's uh, get this thing started. Uh, we've got this uh, little eyedropper and you've got to time it so it's exactly every 20 seconds, Chapin, and start it. That's it. Just one drop. It doesn't look difficult. It's scary seeing these big old water drops coming towards your head, though. You've only seen one. <laughs> Here comes another one. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen worse coming towards your head. Oh, it's God. coming. There's been so many drops coming towards that head. I'd hate to even think of it, Fez. <laughs> B.J. Thomas wrote a song about it. Oh, those aren't raindrops. Oh, that was a big one. Yeah. All right, so we're not going to let you just sit here and comment drop for drop. But how are you feeling? Are you comfortable in this position? 
Um, yeah, I'm a little nervous. What makes you nervous? Because I'm just staring up at this, up at that tube or whatever you call it. What do you call them? Syringy things? Dropper, honey. Yeah, dro- it's a dropper. Dropper. Yeah. And it just, you just see this wire drop. You know, getting- I don't know whether we're going to put an eye thing on, but maybe we gag her because I can't take it. I feel like I'm going to be the one breaking from the torture. Deprive our senses. Yeah. I just want to tell him to squeeze the dropper a little harder so it comes out. He'll handle the drop. You, you just lay there and be tortured. How are you feeling so far, though? You're okay, right? I'm okay. All right, there's a small dent in your forehead where it's already starting. Ew. It's a little annoying. Here's our friend uh, Lacey. Lacey, you're on the air. How are you, darling? Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Crazy. Hey, Crazy Jen. Go ahead, Lacey. She's kind of busy right now getting tortured. Uh, okay, I just want to tell her. Okay, she's given birth. And I don't know if she had the drugs or not, but either way, just put your mind in a different place if you can. Like at Fezzi's house. Yeah, like just be thinking of good things like bunny rabbits and Fezzi's house. Why should I be tortured? And, and, and listen, the worst of this is that you don't know, just like the first time you give birth, it's worse because you don't know what to expect. You don't know, um, you know, what your body is going through and all. It's all I, psychological. I yes. cannot imagine. I don't think any man can really understand pushing a human being through your pelvis. It's yeah, just so it, far beyond us. Yeah, but the second and third time, we women, we we know what to expect through the contractions. Ugh. We know that All it's right. not going to last Stop talking forever. about it. This is like torture for me. <laughs> so people that get Chinese water tortured for the second and third time, they take it much better? Fezzi, in oh. movies, what was the worst torture scene you ever remember? Oh, that uh, Reservoir Dogs and that ear getting cut oh, off. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I would leap at having my ear cut off. Before I was in that marathon, man, letting somebody sit there with a drill oh. and just oh. drill into your teeth with no Novocaine, nothing. Because I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't find anything more painful in your body than if you have to have dental work done. Because it affects the whole body. What about for you, Lacey? What was always your scariest thing? It was definitely my first labor. I thought I Again, really back to the labor. I'm die. trying to end the labor talk, Lacey. I don't uh, want to think... The labor talks are off? <laughs> okay, kidney stones. Kidney stones for sure. That's not torture. None of your, your stuff is natural occurrences. Thanks, Lacey. All right. Bye-bye, honey. It's natural occurrences. I'm talking about a full torture scene. Fezzi came up with a brutal one that actually sent people running out of the theaters and maybe kept this movie from getting a big audience, Reservoir Dogs, in the theaters when they cut that ear off, a lot of people left and stayed gone. Dubs has something he wants to add. What is it, Dubs? Uh, I've been put through a lot, like, you know, I've been uh, shot with paintballs and everything, but the worst thing I ever had was when I was stuck in the Buzz Cave for a full 13 hours. And that goes back to Johnny Ponani's thing, the fact that you're cut off from life. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tried to sleep. I couldn't do it because I was just wondering what was going on outside of me. You know, I was, I was thinking were... about that even in the Big Brother house. I think I would get, even though you can be in the yard, there would still be like a claustrophobic thing for me. And I feel the same way about prison. Anything where the, when I even hear metal doors slamming shut, I would think I'd have a rough, rough time with that, knowing I was doing Real time. I think I'd be one of the guys hanging himself from his own socks. Anytime I have any sort of like prison dream, well, more it's more like a mental institution dream where I, everything's I, the same color, like it's all white, and when the door shuts, 
it's white and it kind of blends in with the walls. Dubs, how long has she been on this now? Uh, she's been on it for a good three minutes. How you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jen. How are you feeling? It keeps, the drops are getting heavier and heavier, and I'm getting a little bit of a headache. Yeah. I don't know if it's because they're in this eyedropper. <laughs> or uh, all of us talking in Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Nathan, you're on the Run of Face show. How are you guys doing? What do you say, Home Slice? It's uh, it's that movie, and I need the name of it, but it's with Kevin uh, Spacey, and he's the agent in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, uh, he, Swimming with Sharks. Machine, when he takes the paper and he cuts his face with it and then puts salt and lemon juice on it, I, I was crying. Oh, it's the paper cut. Swimming with uh, of Sharks, and who would even think of just paper cuts across on the face? face. Yeah, yeah being good. so brutal. And damn if they weren't. Uh, here's Emilio. Emilio, you're on Fez. I know, what I think about the worst torture scene has got to be, and I know I'm going to sound like a nut, but the passion was rough, man. I, you know what? I didn't go to see the passion. I'm going to watch it on cable because that very reason. I, I was like, I don't know if I could sit there and watch the brutality go down. Yeah, like, I, heard I could about see it. guys getting their nails pulled out or whatever, but when you see that rib pop out of his side. I can't imagine. Out, unbelievable. And there's that term they use for the flogging, the whipping in there. That I yeah. can't think of right now. It's a special term for it. Hey, love you guys. You guys take it easy. All right. See you later, man. Here's our buddy Jafter. Jafter, you're on Running Fest. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Cool. Ronnie, you might remember this. the older movie, The Sand Pebbles, with Steve McQueen. Steve where... McQueen, yeah, when he was in China, right? Right, and they had that guy tied up with the ropes hanging there, and they just oh. take that big knife and just keep cutting them one slice at a time. Steve, remember how Steve McQueen did the right thing, too? Yeah, took the machine. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to. Uh, well, yeah. if people haven't seen it in this, you know, 40 years, they haven't seen it. And then the another one, there was like a horror movie, uh, was it uh, Tales of the Crypt with like Joan Collins? Yeah. And there was a scene where they had this old blind guy who, um, it was a home for the blind people. And they had this military guy who was running it. And he was really cheap. He would give them like crappy food and uh, no no heat or anything. So finally what the blind people did was they built a maze in the basement. And they put his German Shepherd in one room. And then they locked him in another closet. And then they opened the doors, and he had to climb through this maze, but there was razor blades in the wall, and they kept getting smaller and smaller until he got through. And then once he got through, they opened the door, and the dog came out who hadn't been fed in five days. And then it it just went to black. Well, that's bizarre. Thanks, Jafter. I always remember the 1984 book where he had that cage across his face, and then right on the other side of the cage was a, a, a rabbit hungry rat. And it was just oh. like his worst fear. Their whole way of torturing is they would find out what your own specific worst fear was and go after that. Here is uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, you're on the Ron Fez show. How are you? Hey, uh, when you guys were talking about Reservoir Dogs, it reminded me of Pulp Fiction when Marcellus Wallace was being raped in the back room Tough. by Fed. Yeah. But that's not the torture I didn't mind part. That. The part that tortured me was you when Bruce Willis was running free and was taking his sweet time to figure out what weapon he was going to use you to know what? save Marcellus. Tarantino is really good at building that kind of tension where it drives you crazy and there's always some kind of different music. But out of all the Tarantino, I always laughed at people that had problems with it until Kill Bill 2 and the Buried Alive scene. And I was freaking out, just freaking out watching that. Oh, but you knew she would get out, though. I didn't. I I was just You never know how he's telling those stories in what I, order. I felt like I was dropped down a well myself. It's not like I worried about her. I thought I was stuck in there. Yeah. All right, thanks a lot, darling. Okay.
All right, how far into this are we? This Chinese water torture going on right now. We are just over eight minutes. How you feeling, Crazy Jen? This is pretty horrible. I got drops of water dro- dripping on me. My head itches because I got streams going back down my neck. And now it just it hurts. My head hurts. And you've got another <laughs> five hours to go. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you my secrets. We don't want to know them. Your secrets are pathetic. Eight minutes, she's ready to talk to the Chinese. I can't move my hands. This is horrible. Horrible or good? No, this is horrible. I, I, you know, so now she's, let's just say, she is annoyed, Fez. Here comes another big one. (sighs) How often does she say that? Here's uh, Shelly. Shelly, you're on run of Fez. Hello. I yeah. suggest that after Crazy Jen gets through her torture session with uh, you guys, yeah. that Crazy Jen has the extreme pleasure of putting Ronnie in prison and force-feeding on cicadas. Oh, my God. What an awful thing to say. <laughs> You're a mean brother. Listen to the evil laugh. Yeah, I like that idea. What does that mean, Jen? <laughs> Let's eat some bugs. Let, let me assist you. Oh, she's going quite mad. You. Shelly, see the difference between me, me and Crazy Jen. I'd be swinging. I would not. I don't. I would never go on Fear Factor. I don't care how much money they were giving away. $50, None of this stuff I would put myself through. <laughs> how much, Jen? Fifty thousand dollars. That's your dream, huh? Yep. That's how much my life is worth. I'm going to do it. <laughs> now let's hear how what you say after fifty thousand drops. Joe Rogan. All right. What do you? Uh, what would you do with that fifty grand? Probably ended up giving it to somebody who's smarter than you, who tells you that you're getting property down in Florida. I tell Joey, I say, "Hey, I saw I'm paying my bills and leaving my husband. I'm available." <laughs> Joe Rogan. All right. Thanks, Shelly. Uh huh. Bye, darling. Mean. Just mean callers sometimes. Uh, Laurie. Laurie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi. Hi, darling. Um, uh, Jen's voice is kind of torturous. Quite yeah, it is. Thank <laughs> you. The Baltimoreese is killing me. Yeah. But, um, I actually was listening last Tuesday night and apparently it was Best Of and Monster was in the studio. Uh-huh. That was painful. That was painful. Oh, so, when he was left alone? Yes. Yeah, that was painful. Yeah. <laughs> Monster tracks, we call that. Yes. Yeah. All right, good <laughs> one. Good Thanks, Laurie. Here is, uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Yeah, hey, Mike. Uh, hey, You're Mike. Hey, you guys doing? Hey, the, the one thing that always freaks me out is that in the Clockwork Orange, when his eyes are, you know, re- being retracted, when he's being forced to watch those films. Do you remember that scene? Oh, yeah. I hate anything to do with the I eyes, too. I can't stand that. Yeah, it's that freaked crazy. me out, too. Pride open. Yeah. So they're, they're just drying out as well. Well, weren't they also putting some kind of weird stuff into him as well? And then he had to watch those sick, disgusting... <laughs> uh, Films, it was bizarre. That was the one bizarre book. Here is uh, Jim. Jimmy, I'm Ron Fez. Ron. Yeah, buddy. What's up, buddy? Nada. All right, man. Um, Serpent in the Rainbow. When they got Bill Pullman tied to that wooden chair, and they take like a ten-penny nail and tower it through a schlong. I never saw Serpent in the Rainbow. You ever seen that one, Fez? No, but I now I know what the serpent part means. Yeah, well, it's good. Here's uh, Daryl. Daryl, you're Ron Fez. Yeah, uh, there was a movie came out in the nineteen late eighties, maybe early nineties, called Clear Cut. It was all about uh, logging deforestation, you know, and the bad guys cutting down all the trees. And That's Graham President Green Bush. had this guy; he was peeling the skin off his legs with a Bowie knife, one oh. layer at a time, oh. and he was debarking him. Oh my brutal. God! I'd be going there screaming his head off. I would hate to get debarked. 
You need it, though, because some of those things you've got all over your legs. <laughs> They're bites or something. I don't know what they are. I don't know. They just won't. I don't think I'm getting the circulation I need. They're bumps or something. Here's, uh, They're like sores, but inside out. Here's Justin. You're on Runa Fez. Hey, hey, Justin. Everybody forgot about the pit of despair. What's the pit of despair? Oh, is that Prince's Bride? Yeah. Yeah. Funny, he thank- lost 60 years. Yeah, thank you very much, my friend. Here is uh, Mike. Mike, you're on Fez. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, yeah. The scene that always used to freak me out, and to this day, just it was too tense to even watch, was in the Deer Hunter. Oh, I remember that scene when they were all singing while they were playing pool. Well, well no. The other one, the other one, the other one. I go, I can't take this. (laughs) Oh, you mean the Russian roulette scene? Yeah, that Mm. that was just too tense. I saw that in the theater when it first came out, and everyone in the whole theater was just coming out of their skins with every click. Bow! You next! You next! (laughs) Bow! All right, uh, where's she at right now, Dubs? She is at 13 minutes. How you holding up, Crazy Jen? This is pretty horrible. I got water in my eyes. It's dripping in my eyes. My head is itchy. I got a migraine. This ain't fun no more. How long do you think you can hold out? I don't know, man. This is pretty annoying. It's like a bad shower dripping on my head. <laughs> oh, you paint a scary picture with words. <laughs> it is. It's cold. It, it's just like the, the drops keep getting bigger and bigger and just it slams into your head like a baseball. Here's... <laughs> Here's Steve. You're on Running Fest. Hey, don't, buddy. Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Listen, do you remember when Richard Harris was in A Man Called Horse? A Man Called Horse, where it was that kind of Indian thing, right? Yeah. It was it, like turn him into a brave or something? Being an Indian. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's a scene in there where he's grabbed in order to, like, do the rites of passage as an Indian. Uh, they hang him by his nipples on mm-hmm. hooks. Right. I mean, that's enough cringe right there. You know what's weird? A lot of guys are starting to do that kind of stuff now. A lot of the piercing folks are yeah, doing the, that stuff. You're right. The Jim Rhodes uh, kind of traveling show and all that. We I had the was... Jim Rhodes guys on our show years ago, and they yeah. are bizarre, man. Mr. Man. Lifto. That was the greatest show <laughs> out there, and nobody has come close to putting together a show like that. And the last time, I think he toured it was with Nine Inch Nails or maybe Manson, and then he did his own theater tour. And then they just broke the thing up, and they were great, man. Yeah, the Lifto guy, you know, would start out with thing. Yeah, he'd hang like a coffee mug off of himself, you know, the nipple piercing, and then work his way up to a cinder block. Yeah, and then he also did it on other parts of his body, and it was, it was one <laughs> crazy show. Hey, how long do I have to do this for? Six hours. Six hours. <laughs> this is crazy. Why you can't you can't handle it? I don't know. I, maybe I could go a little bit, but it's starting to hurt. What if there was a special six-hour version of Fear Factor that NBC wanted to run? You have to be ready for that. You're proving that you're not ready for reality television. No, though. I am. $50,000. I need it. I'm going right. to get it with a big old hole in my head. Does she know she's not getting $50,000 tonight? No, it's that's <laughs> the water talking, my friend. That's the water talking. I'm coming, Joe Rogan. Stop saying his name. Especially in that sentence. Hey, um, here's Sarah. Sarah, you're on Run of Fuzz. Hey, I just moved down here from uh, Jersey, and I just wanted to tell you guys I missed you. Oh, great. I'm glad that you're here now. And uh, Well, thanks for finally station, checking on us. What? Go ahead. And your former station <laughs> no one ever understands into a that complete one. Train, uh, train wrap. They've changed the formats at least like five times. Five times since we left there. 
I'm not five times. Ta- yeah, I know. We still have uh, Al Dukes is there with the morning blink or whatever they're <laughs> Are called. Are you kidding The me? morning mix, yeah. He was just a train wreck in himself. Yeah, he was. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you're here, honey. Well, I have one question. Where can you get a good slice of pizza around here? Um, let's see. Uh, the best thing to do is drive back to Jersey. I'm not... You can't get good pizza around here. Yeah, it's tough to find. I'll tell you what. Uh, give us a call later this week, and we'll try to find the best pizza for you. Okay, thank you. All right, darling. You take care. Okay, you too. Bye. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. It's hard to find good pizza in Jersey, Philly, New York anymore, too. I don't know whether the Italians have scattered on us, but there's less and less good pizza in this country. It's kind of like now it's just fast pizza. How Who's quick in can a we hurry? make them? Who is in a hurry? I'll sit down and wait for something great. I don't need anything 30 minutes or less. I need a good. I grilled those ribs tonight, Fez, that you liked. I love those. I did them in five and a half hours. That was excellent. They were fall off the bone. That's what you got to do. You got to slow cook them five hours or so. I did them five and a half. But what's the hurry? I'm not going to be one of these guys chucking ribs on a grill as hot as I can get it and then having bad ribs in 20 minutes. I never understand that. Here is um, Craig. Craig, you're running fuzz. Hey, uh, there's two of them. First one is a tank girl. Yeah, that was torture. A giant tube. Oh. And uh, they put her in a giant tube head first, and they slowly fill it with water. Oh, God, I'm freaking out from that. Just the thought. The I have the same problem that, with the fat kid in Willy Wonka. Second one is uh, that uh, TV miniseries they made from the book Shogun, where they just boil the guy over a period of like an hour and 40 minutes, and he's just screaming the whole time. Oh, God, that's disgusting. All right, thanks. You know, that's the weirdest thing about men. Over the years, every generation, we've come up with new, weird Awful tortures. I mean, you know that our life is finite. We have a limited amount of time. And then we spend that time of thinking how we could kill or hurt each other. There is something completely wrong with us. There is something bizarrely sick and crazy about human beings. Crazy Jen, how's your water torture feeling? Hey, Ryan, it really hurts now. I really had to do this all the whole show. Yeah. Really? You yeah. said you would. It feels like there's like a little crater in my head and it just keeps <laughs> dropping in there and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Well, you're always allowed to quit whenever you want to quit, Jen. All right. I'm trying. I mean, I need to get on. Oh, man. You need to get on what? <laughs> I need to get on a reality show and just. It's well, just this, for, this the, hurts. You know, this is the only way to do it. You need to get on some reality show with an umbrella. <sighs> That's what you need. I don't know. Right, we're going to take a break. Can you make it through the break, Crazy Jen? Yeah. Yeah, I can. How long is a break? Don't worry how long a break is. All right. But if you you either have to quit now or when we come back. No, I'll wait till we come back. All right, you have to keep going. It's hard. I think you're going to get your second wind. I'm going to try and take a deep breath. I'm, I'm Confucius. Why are you breath? taking a brief, deep breath? Because I'm trying to I'm trying to keep my composure, but it's real painful. <laughs> <laughs> I think, ooh, Ronnie, I think I can start to see her brain through that crater. Uh, that hole isn't big enough to see that tiny brain. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. Nearing the 30-minute mark of the Chinese water torture test, it's the Ron and Fez show. Uh, crazy Jen, let me uh, check in with our torture expert, Johnny Punani, who you've had some training in this, uh, you said, right? Uh, I've been introduced to it, yes. Uh, what kind of shape do you think she's in now? 
Well, it, she has some of the classic signs or, you know, for the what I've been told yeah. on this. Her eyes are blinking a lot. She's expecting the drops to come down. Yeah. And um, Chapin's doing it perfectly because he's letting the drop form as she can, and she can see it form. Nice work, Chapin. We're and proud it, of you. And she's watching it, and, and when the drop comes down, she closes her eyes real hard. Also, you'll have a future in China. That's my big break. Also, she's gritting her teeth every time. So it's starting to be painful for her. Mentally, it is, yes. Yeah. Uh, Jen, what kind of shape are you in? This is really, really horrible. I'm hating this. You've got another hour and a half to end the show. Hour and a half? <sighs> if you can do an hour and a half more of Chinese water torture. Uh, all right, I'll do it, but it really hurts. Hurts in a good way? It hurts. I, I mean, I, I'm a head itchy because water streaming down. My eyes hurt. Everything hurts. I got a headache. Watching these big stupid drops hit my head. You know what? Oh, now the drops are stupid. The drops are stupid too. <laughs> Everything's stupid about this. All right, stop it. <laughs> Including the participant. No one likes a uh, sassy torture victim. Big stupid syringe. All right, stop it. Uh, my head's starting to hurt just from her, this happening to her. Ronnie, this is not fun. During the commercial break, as this thing kept going, I just kind of sat here staring at it, and the noise of the drops splatting on her forehead started to get to me. Oh, that's another thing, too, when uh, the, that of the water, when it goes in the syringe and it comes out. and Yeah, that's another thing. Thank you, Fezzy, for pointing that out, because I'm getting <laughs> really annoyed right now. Oh, no problem. He's assistant torture victim. <sighs> <laughs> I'm feeling awful. it through you. I think I think this is your ticket to Fear Factor. This is uh, your ride to reality fame. I think there's a reason why I never seen this on Fear Factor. I'd rather eat a bug. Well, next time, this if there is isn't, horrible. if you make it through this, an hour and a half? No, three and a half hours. This stinks. Here is uh, Steve. Steve, you're on a Fez. Hey guys, how you doing? Cool, buddy. I called you a little bit ago before this started and said that. You know, kind of gave you an idea what was going to happen, how it was going to get intense, right. and the drops were going to hurt. She was going to get a headache in her eyes. And, and I just wanted to say I, I'm loving this because Jen drives me up the wall. Yeah. And, and All I, of feel, us. I feel vindicated. Hey, Steve, forget you, man. This, this That ain't even funny, man. This hurts. Yeah, I, I know it does. How did, My voice does not hurt you like this, Steve. <laughs> how did this challenge come up? I, I, I didn't hear that. A uh, caller came up with it. A caller. I uh, thought it would be a good idea. And she wants to get on reality TV, and Fez and I uh, will always back up our listeners. So thank she, you, Caveman, for this idea. Yeah, why don't so you come in, just, Steve, so I can score some water in your eye. Right, stop it. She, it hurts. She volunteered for it? Yeah. Yeah, like a maniac. Well, if she didn't volunteer, they'd be arresting us by now. You're not allowed I, to actually torture people who don't want it. I, I really, I've really done it, wish. and believe me, it's I, trouble I, and paperwork. It's frowned upon. I, I wish I could be there to watch this. She will not make it another. She won't make it to the end of the show. Well, you're hearing thoughts, Steve. <laughs> Cannot what? happen. You're hearing thoughts. He's hearing <laughs> thoughts. I'm uh, thinking about you every time I got a water drop on my head, Steve. All right. All right. She's starting to talk crazy. Okay, so now the water drops are starting to have faces. <laughs> this one looks like Steve. Big waterhead. Stop it. <laughs> I've never heard you so cranky. Because this is really annoying, Fez. I don't like this. I don't think we're that familial. I hear splash, 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 or splunk, splunk. I don't know what sound this makes. Cut it out. She's just losing She's it. talking crazy. There comes Steve's head again. Splunk. Uh, hey, John, how are you, buddy? Hey, buddy, what's up? Cool. What can we do for you? 
Oh, I just, uh, I'm surprised nobody said this movie yet. Uh, Goodfellas. Remember, uh, Joe Pesci, Pesci had that guy's head in the vice. I don't, it was fun. That wasn't Goodfellas. That was Casino with Joe Pesci. Uh, and that was terrible. That was one of the most brutal scenes. Oh, you're right. Just absolutely terrible scene, Fez. Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember it. And I have such a headache now, I'm trying not to. Squeezed his head so tight, his eyeball popped out. (laughs) And the guy didn't know anything, so he couldn't talk. That's what drove me crazy. This is a guy who couldn't possibly talk. Uh, Joe, Joe, you're on the fence. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, hi. Hey, Jen, I love you, and I'm pulling for you, baby. I'm praying for you. Thank you, man. Hey, um, I think you guys Appreciate can play it. raindrops keep falling on my head in the background. Uh, I wanted to say the movie was, Deer, the Deer Hunter movie was the scene where one scene that a reception and everybody's having a great time and it's yeah. warm and then they switch to the tiger cage with the guy with the leeches on his head. That freaked me out. Yeah, that was uh, a really that was a, that's uh, a classic, classic movie. And everyone attacks Michael Cimino of, for some of the bad films that he made since then. But how many films get made that hold up completely after you know you've seen it so many years ago and it just sticks with you? A, a terrific uh, American film. You said it. It's timeless. It, it, you know, it was just, it, it was a, it was really the first movie I ever saw that really disturbed me. Really disturbed yeah, me a lot. Very, very difficult. Thank you for calling, my uh, friend. I hate any scene with leeches. Except for that one in Stand By Me. When it got in her underpants? Yeah, that one didn't bother me so much. So you're just throwing away any pretense of being straight now. What? I'm my just, is like hot acid on my I head like now. What's that, Jen? It's like hot acid drops. That's what we've actually put in there. That's what it feels like. Focus on the hot acid. Oh, man. You know, most of the skin is off your forehead now, Jen. Ronnie, this hurts. In a good way? No, it's not in a good way. It feels like it's bruising on my head. I'm going to have a big old bruise spot. I think my head's dented from this. This is really From this? I don't know if the Chinese would put up with this kind of sassiness, Fez. I can't imagine (sighs) that they would. You want to stick a sock in my mouth? What did she say? Sock. Oh. With an S. Oh. Sock. Here is uh, Jack. Jack, you're on Fez. Yeah, I want to tell you guys, you ever watch that movie Sniper where they cut off their, his finger with that string? Um, I didn't see Sniper. I didn't see it either. Yeah, but I don't well, like fingers being cut off. Yeah, his sniper finger got cut off. They had him, like, in uh, holding his hands over this bamboo stick. They wrapped string around his finger and just twisted it. Until his finger sliced off. Oh, God. All right. Thank you very much, my friend. Yeah, I, um, the whole thing of, uh, losing digits, I'm so weirded out by it that I hate even shaking hands with somebody who's missing a finger. And I'll scream at them, ah! That- and I'll say, you know, you had no finger when you stuck that ball out there. And now here I am gripping onto this thing. That's so creepy. You can tell it in a second, too. You know what weirds me out? Uh, Alan, our boss. He does something weird with his finger when he shakes your hand, like he pulls one back, and it feels like he's missing a finger. Yeah, is it the pinky he pulls back? He curls up or something? Mm, it grosses me out every time. Yeah, because... It, it, it comes across a little homoerotic as well. Because it feels like you're rubbing a nub. Yeah. Either that or he's, you know, he's just tense. Or a guy with no thumb, and you don't know where your hand's supposed to stop at. Hey, Ronnie. What? Do you think <laughs> the people from Fear Factor are listening to this? I think they are. All right. Well, I can't be doing this for nothing. You're not. 
Irwin, Irvin, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Jan, uh, people from Fredericksburg are even listening to this. Wow. Fredericksburg, Tom, I'm in pain. Yeah, okay. Tom, I'm in pain, boys. You know, this that movie boys. Sniper, uh, they, they took piano wire and, and cut off his trigger finger is what they done in that movie. But the movie that I remember the most, that had one of the most weirdest beginnings to it was uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth, uh, David Bowie. I remember that film. Uh, it's a very, very bizarre Where they independent the film for like even the, the 70s. Where the beginning of it and put him in like a uh, dentist chair and the guy reaches around and spreads his eyelids apart and takes a straight razor and just cuts right into oh. his eyeball. Yeah, and what was that supposed to be for? Uh, you know, that was just the setting to the beginning of the movie. It yeah, there was just like weird scenes just yeah. to make you feel uncomfortable in that film. That well, would do it. That That was the very beginning of the movie and then it went right into the movie and it left you in this weird feeling uh it i thought that was a great movie for when it came out you know that was early 70s yeah uh you'll still see it on cable every once yeah. in a while i don't and, know if they show that though do they or? I, i'm not sure but it's got that whole weird it takes forever to tell a, a story in a film in the 70s like they're in no hurry at all to break into any kind of plot like those old clint eastwood movies where you would watch him riding a horse alone through a desert for 10 minutes so finally like please get to the town i cannot take another scenic scene any sort of monster movie was like that too where you just did not see the monster for the longest time into the film well they do i mean that was part of the thing that they used to do um like Spielberg set that up so that the anticipation would be the scary part. Now the monster jumps out in the first scene and everything's supposed to be like uh, like a roller coaster ride. But to me, I get desensitized to a lot of the films now. You know what I'm really happy about, though, is that um, uh, my forehead is just so dry and nice. This is horrible, Ronnie. Don't be rubbing it in. What? How long? How much longer do I have for this? You got four and a half hours. This is This is... I feel like screaming right now because this is just dripping in my eye. I can't see in my eye. My ears are itchy. See, if I would have got more than my GED, I wouldn't be sitting here and they're hearing a drip. <laughs> this has nothing to do with that, Jen. This was your idea. You could have graduated from Harvard, and I guarantee you we'd still be in here dripping stuff on your head. This was a stupid idea. This was it's horrible. What is the worst part? Is it the pain? Is it the just sitting still? It's the, it, you know what it is? It's, I don't know if I'm going to get a big drip or a little drip, and my eyes are burning, and, ow, and it hurts. It's it, like a big, it's like a big cave in my I, head. Look, you're just being negative. What's good about this? What do you like about it? The eyedropper is blue. Good. There you about go. it. That's a place to start, honey. There you go. I don't yeah. even like that much anymore. All right. Stupid eye dropper. All right. Let's just concentrate on blue. <sighs> this, uh, Good? This was, this was a horrible idea. Got any eggs? No, you're not eating eggs. We're tonight. not dropping eggs on your head. I'd rather eat some eggs right now if I could have a choice. But you know what? Four eggs into this and you'd be asking for the eye dropper back. Ronnie. That's why you're torturing us. I miss my blue eyedropper. I don't like to be wet. I don't even. I, I don't even like even the shower. rain. Oh, I know. This is the closest you've come to a shampoo in months. So just step back and enjoy it. But it's not making me smell any better. Jermaine, you're on Ronifez. Tell me. How you doing, guys? I just wanted to remind Jen that that's why they call it torture. You're not supposed to like it that much. <laughs> Thank you. Jermaine, <laughs> you, you know, big Einstein. I see that now. It. I mean, I'm rooting for you, but it's torture, okay? And you signed up for it. Also, the torture scene, oh, guys, uh, Misery. 
Misery. Oh, heartbreaking. Oh, God. That still hurts my heart. You know that, what? And the, Go ahead. Uh, also, and Payback with Mel Gibson when they were smashing his toes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about uh, that Payback yeah. movie. Oh, you know, yeah. And they, you it know, was the horrible. Weird, the weird thing about Mel Gibson films, and everybody talks about the passion of the Christ in the torture films. Go back and watch his films and see how many times he's been tortured. It's almost like he's got a very odd S&M thing going. Yeah, he just gets chained up and, you know, left there for a huge amount of time. He's burnt. They're breaking his uh, his ankles. They're breaking toes. There's always something insane. He was hit with electric shocks. I mean, think of all the other film stars you could name. Well, you don't see them being tortured in film after film. And then he, uh, even the one that he won the directing Oscar for, that was sick uh, Braveheart. That was sick torture stuff in it. So there's something very odd about him with the physical pain that he sees as cleansing. Yeah, and uh, all those lethal weapons, he has to pop out his shoulder and slam it into the wall. Hey, let me check right now with Chapin. Chapin, how's your arm feeling? I know you've had the, the more difficult job of, holding the dropper i'm trying to decide which which position would be worse right now i'd almost trade her is that right jen do you know that that he's no, going through you pain. know what chapin's got easy job here i was just gonna say i can't even see because this water burnt i don't know what's in your fairfax water but i can't <laughs> it's burning I, my eyes do not attack the public works system well, well tra- oh well, lava that's what we keep in our water lava I can't see i'd rather be dripping it on, on his head than sitting here and having to drip our mind it hurts, man. I got a migraine, like, right in the middle of my temple. I'd rather it be my head than someone else's. This is horrible. It stinks. Cheaping in a stupid tape, the fingers dropping this on my finger. <laughs> is that all head. you can see now? It's just the yeah. hand above yeah. you? What's he going, boxing or something? <laughs> Chapin, why are your fingers... Uh... I played the drums for, like, three hours on Saturday night and got a whole bunch of blisters and then went jet skiing on Sunday and they all popped, so... Yeah, so this is medical purposes. He doesn't need you making fun of him. Yeah, I'm really thrilled about his big, stupid life. Stop it. You're just mean. Well, it hurts. He looks like he's enjoying himself. He looks like a mad scientist there with that big old eyedropper (laughs) just giggling his eyes. He's got to refill it up. Yes, and you're his chatty, chatty guinea pig. All right, she has taught us that water torture is annoying more than anything. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm seeing a side of you I don't really like. The way you're picking on poor Chapin, who's just doing his gig. Listen, Chapin with his taped up fingers, he... <sighs> Chapin, I'm, we're not friends right now. But it, look, I mean, we're glad we have Chapin. Look at that cigar, Sid. He doesn't yeah. even show up. Yeah, whatever. Sid, bring me some Krispy Kremes. I don't even know. That's the water talking, Fez. I guess so. The most Sid would do is drip a uh, Thousand Island dressing on your head while he's eating a Reuben above you. I'm sitting here, I'm crying, at least. I, I, he's not even feeling bad for me. The, the more I whine about it, the more he's laughing. Who? Chapin. It's the way Is that you even want. your real name? Yes, it's his real name. <laughs> Is no, your real name crazy? Chapin Drummer. Stop it. This is horrible, Chapin. Just quick <laughs> calling people names, combining their first name and their hobby. This job's getting a lot easier, actually. Yes. Good, Chapin. I want you to enjoy yourself. Making me itch. Would you put some itching powder in there, too? <laughs> you got some dengue or something in there? How's that going to make you itch? I don't know what he's got in there, but he, he's got more than water in that cup. I'm going to tell you now. Yes, he's got There's plenty. ants in it. Water ants. 
<laughs> there's something in there. There's some bugs in there. Some on the floor or something. Because I feel something nice. in my ears. During the torture, during the Chinese water torture, she's um, been getting a drop of water on her forehead for how long now, Dubs? It is up to um, six days. Fifty-five minutes. <laughs> fifty-five minutes. I gotta give the kid credit. Me? Yes. <sighs> no, the person we're doing the Chinese water torture to in the other room. I didn't know if you talk about the little drummer boy over here or not. <laughs> so well, he's doing a good job. You couldn't do this on your own. <sighs> he's just being really annoying right now, dripping this stuff in my face. Do you like him? No, I want. I want no, I want. He's got some rubber bands. I'm thinking of snapping them on his wrist. Let's do some torture to Chapin. Yeah, let's tor- Yeah, let's get Chapin after oh, this. God. All right, now you're having a conversation with you. You think yourself. Joe Rogan will put up with this, dude? Yeah, I know. You want to give me fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> give me fifty thousand dollars, and I'll walk away from this right now. It always comes back to the fifty G's with her. Joe's Just relax boy. and enjoy it. Yeah. Or Lord, yeah, enjoy like a big old drip on my head right over and over and over again. And I don't know if it's going to be a big drip or a little drip or in my eye She just my ear. She just described the Chinese water torture <laughs> as a big drip on my head over and over and over again. Oh, it works. It hurts, Fezzy. Fezzy, let me come here, drip some water on your head. Now, look, now I know you're crazy. You're talking about hurting Fezzy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you love. That. that is stupid. Sean, you're on Ron Fez. <laughs> Yeah, hey guys, if she if she's getting water from the tap water, it's probably got chlorine in it. He's got Is that bad? Of us have never taken a shower. I've been in the shower for an hour. It's like in the swimming pool. My skin burning off. I feel my retina's burning right now. It's just water. He's got bleach in there. I'm telling you, he's got something in there. Chapin, have you put bleach into that eyedropper? No, just what came out of the tap, man. It's 100% legit. Oh, my God. That's chlorinated water. You got filters on your on your taps? I hope it's fluorinated no. just to make it harder. Well, it feels hard on my forehead. Uh, this, the, Fezzy, this is, you can't help me out here, buddy. What do you want him to do? I don't know. Like the Chinese? All you got to say is no moss. That's the way to get out of it. I'm not going to do it. I'm doing it for $50,000. Just there say, is no money on the line here. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> Just say this, and we'll let you go. What's that? I cannot make it in reality TV. Nope. I turn my back on the United States of America. Nope. And I'll sign any papers that you want. I'm going to start talking to the drops. Come on, little drop. And you want to hit me in the head again? Cheeseburger. Come on out. There you go. And please rise for the Soviet national anthem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> This is horrible. I'm telling you, your water is all jacked up in Fairfax. Somebody needs to get on this. What? Oh, other than your head, what bother, What part of your body bothers you the worst right now? My eyes. I can't see. It's drowning in my pupils. <laughs> my, I'm telling you, I think my eyes got like 50 gallons of water in them right now. And I got a headache and I got a big old crater in my head. Life is not good for Crazy Jen. <laughs> poor, poor good. Crazy Jen. It happened again. Jen, let's end this thing. Just say I'll never make it on reality uh, television. I'm not going to say it. Tell us where the tanks are. No, I'm not going to do it, Ronnie. The secrets are with me. Denounce Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Big old taped up fingers. He does not. He he just got nails in his hands, and that's it. Um, Here's uh, here's Eric. You're on a fez. Hey, buddies. What's up? Cool. What can we do for you, Eric? Uh, yeah, man, I was wanting to talk to y'all about the pit and the pendulum. You ever seen that movie? Uh, no. 
Uh, I remember the story, though, by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, back in school, uh, they made us watch the movie. It's a big, huge, double-sided blade that was hanging from the ceiling. And they used to swing back and forth real slow. And every couple swings, it would drop down about an inch or, or two inches. And then the guy was strapped in a table at the bottom. And, you know, he had to think about the blade hitting him for two or three hours before it actually sliced him in half. Yeah, that... Uh... And that's all that medieval stuff. They were just crazy back then. And it was all religion behind it. Again, it was faith-based stuff. They were purging. Joe, you're on Fez. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, y'all are talking about the movies and whatnot. Um, and it got me thinking about some realistic stuff that Saddam Hussein and his boys would do over there. And they found out pictures during the first Gulf War. Um, they would strap people down with their extremities out and drip acid all over the body. They'd start at the hands and feet until they would melt off, and then they'd slowly work up the body, and they just did this for fun until they well, get to the midsections. Well, first of all, remember, the Colin Powell that told us today, we have to consider him innocent until proven guilty. So that's an alleged torture that they did uh, over there. Those are some pretty good alleged pictures then. All right, you know what? You're not going to be able to be on the jury then because it seems like you've been tainted. You sound biased. Uh, yeah, seeing the pictures, I'd be very biased. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Take care, John. Uh, Ronnie, I can't do this torture thing no more. This is driving me mad. This is really driving me crazy now. Jen, you Not know, to yell at you or anything. You know how to get out of it. <laughs> I can't say those words, Ronnie, but you got to give me a different phrase, buddy. Are, Come on now. <laughs> give us a phrase that you're comfortable saying. <sighs> well, the water torture continues. Just say... Yeah. This is just tough stuff, and I got to quit. <laughs> I'm sitting here singing in my head as this water comes down. I'm trying to calm myself down, and I can't do it. I'm going nuts. Here comes another drop. There it goes. <laughs> Here comes another one. Ronnie. What? Give me a phrase. Come uh, on. Not that phrase. Different one. Not the boss you around nothing, buddy. I, <laughs> but I can't do it. I just, uh, I but, just. But you have to realize, Crazy Jen, that you're not built for reality television. You're just not fear factor material. I am fear factor. I, I've seen all of them. I've never seen this water torture thing before. I, I just want you to say this phrase. <sighs> I'm just a big retard. Oh. I'm a huge retard and the biggest retard in the world. I'm a dumb southern jersey mullet wearing retard. With some waterhead. Um, a couple more phrases like that, because that one didn't work for me. Yeah, I don't think you felt it. I'm an inbred. Um, mama standing on the corner, crack baby retard. And I smell like old shoes. I I'm worried that you haven't told us what a loser you are. I'm a huge loser. I'm such a loser that I work in a five-hour daycare and I got water dripped on my head. Right, I can't finish community that's, college. That's, you know. <laughs> it's too hard. I even tried taking the non-credit classes, and I can't do it. <laughs> they won't pass me. How do you fail non-credit classes? <laughs> they didn't even give me a P for passing. They just told me, get out. I talk too much. Say so you got a comment on everything? Are these aren't phrasing? <laughs> <sighs>
Everybody, blame on here, because here goes another job on my big fat forehead. She thinks that she's on truth or dare again. I don't think you've captured exactly how big of a loser you're, you are. I'm such a big loser that I my family won't even talk to me. <laughs> She's my going. mom won't even claim me as her child. She's giving away the secrets. <laughs> She's broken, Fez. She's broken. I love the way she's broken into song. I'm just a big retard. Nobody wants me. My pop's somewhere in Florida. He don't know me. I got a step pop. He kicks me in the head every I, once in a while. She doesn't remember this. Her dad died uh, this year. And you think he's in Florida still. That's heaven. Yeah. That's heaven to him. He's in crack heaven. Smoking his butts. Won't, yeah, my pop smoked butts. Won't even claim me as his kiss. Said I'm a loser. Working at Walmart. You think you can isolate enough out of that? Or what do you need, Dubs? This is horrible. I think we can keep on going for a couple more minutes. Uh, Give us a couple more, Jen. You gonna let me go? Yes. We need some more retard comments. This is, this, I'm such a retard that I took my GED four times and my driver's (laughs) license six. That's what a retard I am. For a total of 10. And I only passed my driver's license because I memorized the questions because they gave it to me so many times. You want to hear more? Yes. You want to hear what a big retard I am? Sure. That I got banned for, oh, that I got banned, fired from a temp agency because I'm too stupid to work around clients. And they put me in collation. I couldn't even do that. Could told me I couldn't talk. Made up sign language to a deaf person. Such a big retard I am. Smart Jennifer, isn't she? I come from good jeans. <laughs> you don't even wear good jeans. She's falling apart. We want to hear more, Ronnie? <laughs> want to hear what a big retard I am? Go ahead, honey. <laughs> that I bought some oversized panties from Kmart and was too lazy to bring them back, so I started wearing them. <laughs> Had them all out to my chest, Ronnie. She's breaking. Hated to waste money, so I just put on weight. I <laughs> just put it on. She's away every secret she has you want to hear more sure <sighs> hey grandpa what's for dinner hey my that's another one talk about my grandma my grandma she loved me so much she hit me with some old shoes when she get mad at me my mom sent me sent me a store with the food stamps tell me to buy her some cigarettes bring me back the change the food stamps the food stamps you used to stand in line for some free lunch on welfare cheese sandwiches. All right, you need to do this for two hours more. Big old retard. I am smart Jen. Yeah, the boys liked her. <laughs> conversation from her. Yeah, right. I, uh, was, I, could never, I could never sleep over when I had sex. I always had to leave that night. <laughs> never let me stay over. She got crab fare. She got kicked to the curb. I got kicked to the curb. All right, I've, I've, I'm worried now. She's falling apart. This is hard. We have gotten all the double white confessions. I got, I got left in Philly for a date. <laughs> I got left in Philadelphia. No money, no nothing. I had to hitchhike my way back to Jersey. All right, honey, that's enough. Tell us about the videos you made. <laughs> oh, you want to hear about the videos? <laughs> Let me tell you about them. That I had to, I, I videotaped my naked butt in my camera, then my camera broke. Good daughter I am. My mom's going to discover that when I die. It's the latest thing, but she's going to see my big old butt in a camera. All right. We got to take a break. Jen. Take a break. 
I think you uh, you did a good job. Why don't you sit up, dry your head off, and stop talking crazy? I can't even feel my hands. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's not what you stand up on. She's just falling down. Yeah, I'm all right. Oh, is she a mess? Look at her. Mary and Joseph, I can't even. Look at that. I can't feel my hands. What do I look like? Look at the bump <laughs> in her head. I got, I got bruises. Look I at the bump. She got a bump on her head from a drop. I was sitting there for how long was I sitting there for? Like an, an hour. hour. Will you hit me with some hail in there? Yes, we we imported hail. Do I get a prize for this? Can I get a bumper sticker or something? To cover that bump? I don't think we have enough. Jeez, man. Jen. Hey, hey, Ronnie. Do you know where you are? I, I don't. I think I'm at the radio station. I'm not even sure where I am anymore. I can't feel my... I get a bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm going to do a promo. Big old waterhead with a bumper sticker in her stomach. The horror. You like the that? The horror. We're going to. More on. More fans. This is the best of Ron and Fans <laughs> on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. Raw Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. The bits that were marginally better than the rest. You're listening to the best of Ron. Ron. Fat baby is an underage alcoholic. He got arrested for driving on the wrong side. He'll stay a virgin until he gets convicted. Gonna get fucked up the ass when he goes to prison. Stupid motherfucker's gonna drop dead of a heart attack before he's legally able to drink. Sloppy belly hangs over his dick He smells like hot sauce and pork He'll be buried with a fork in his ass And a stain on his shirt Even his mommy and daddy think he's a jerk They kicked him out of the house Cause he can't hold a job He can't drive a car He's a pathetic, retarded slob Fat baby is an underage alcoholic. Ron and Fez looking back all week, back over our careers. Fez, you look really upset now. Oh, I'm just um, the nerd. I, yeah, I think it was thinking back about JFK when my problems started happening, or like putting them in my head now. What problems? Anxiety, freezing up, mm. panicking. Do you want to take the stick? No, thank you. Is the best part of retirement that you'll never have to take the stick? Um, that's one of the things, because I'll never take a stick again. Really? Yeah, that's my plan. Did you ever take a stick? I don't think I took a stick. 
ever. Um, I can't remember right now. See, I never think of it as a stick. I think of the stick. Yeah, it's the it's it's a concept. <laughs> Are you afraid to take the stick? No, I'll take Stanley? the stick. Give it to me. I'll I'll run this plane to the goddamn mountain. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> the beauty of it is no one dies. Yeah, if a radio plane hits the mountain. Exactly. So what? I close the. I lock the fucking cockpit. Now on the other side, it is dangerous when an aeroplane runs into a mountain. Well, yeah, the, the actual literal airplane. Yeah, Chris Stanley, we're looking back. At the Ron and Fez show, what would you like to hear? I'd like to hear the time you impersonated Brett Favre because. Um, Why would you give it away that it was me? Oops. No one knew. Uh, really? All this time. I no. I, okay. Well, well that- you got to set it up this way. I know you don't like to have the stick, but instead, here's what I would do if I had the stick. Yeah. I would say, remember back when Brett Favre was. In trouble for sending pictures out. Yeah. And then remember when Brett Favre was kind enough to come in here and do promos. Yeah. Not, remember your impression of Brett Favre. That blows the illusion of what we're doing here. That was a much better way to set this up. Mm. Rustin, the draft house kid, kid was also in studio for us. Who? Rustin, the draft house kid. He may or may not show up in the Ron and Fez supporting cast Sporkle games that are on the Interrobang right now. Plenty of Ron and Fez look back things that have gone up this week. On Tuesday, Black Earl put up uh, his look back at the Ron and Fez show. What Black Girl? Black Earl. Yeah. Him. So it was. it's the Ron and Fez show from Black Earl Douglas's perspective. Also... Two Sparkle Games, a supporting cast where you have to decide if that name is a real or fake supporting cast member from the Ron and Fez show. Then there's the advanced version that went up yesterday. And today on the Interrobang, you've got the Ron and Fez photo album. You know what I'm afraid of? Like you're afraid of uh, the stick? What's that? Live reads. I find them frightening. Kind of weird. You know what? The Ron and Fez photo album... I would like to put class of 2050 in there. Fez is our first graduate. Got to sign it then. You know what? Why don't you just sign it like this, Fez? Keep on rocking. To Fez, good luck with the stick. To Fez, we had fun with Mary Jane. (laughs) In Reefer Town. Didn't homeroom suck? Remember my cock forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and the four is the number four. Smoke them if you got them. It's good advice. Smoke them, then get some more. Uh, So let's play it. Ron and Fez. All right, we got the Brett Favre audio. Yeah, we have the audio. All right, because I have a feeling it's not even Brett Favre. I'm hoping it's not Brett Favre anyway. Jim. It's not a setup. Just got done with practice. Um, got meetings here. And I went up for about a couple more hours. I'm going back to the hotel and just just chill. <laughs> so, um, the mid-deck, because uh, I'll be in the building um, for a couple hours. Love the 
had to come over tonight. Uh, could you imagine anyone that could dry a cunt faster than this man <laughs> and his chill. fucking phone? Hi, hi, girl. Hey, you know you? Brett Farr. <laughs> Brett Farr on the phone. Um, you want to stop by? Get in the hot tub. Blow me. Hey, girl. <laughs> it's number four. Hey, you want to roll by here? Oxy Cotton. Hey, big up a box of beer and come on over here, Brett Farr. Let's hear a little more. Because uh, I'll be in the building um, for a couple hours. Love to have you come over tonight. Um, but, uh, I know, uh, I think Aaron came up and asked you if you, uh, uh, would give him my, your number or he was going to give you my number, but, um, I understand. All right. But, um, you can, you can literally hear this man kicking shit as he's talking to her. I don't know if you ever watch football, but you know that old guy and me, number four, Brett Farr. Brett Favre's got game. Hey, hey, Brett Favre, stop fucking just making an ass out of yourself, Brett, and send the picture of your dick. Send me a text. Love to see you tonight. <laughs> send me a text. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. I hope you don't mind. I got you digits, right? <laughs> I'm making some cheddar. Uh... Are you in that answer, my Shane? He just sounds as dumb as fuck. I'll throw football. Oh, I thought you want to come over here dancing with the stars is on. I thought you want to come over and get on all fours. I grease up your asshole. Hey. What and so the girl just kept these things just to fuck with them? Yeah. Is that the only one or is no, there more? There's some more, but um and, and this one is her like Favre heard uh, that she said that oh I'm not, she's not going to be with him because she doesn't want to get thrown to the trash she doesn't want to be used up and just fucking thrown away uh, so this is so in some garbage can huh oh Jesus so that's what you think I think of you hmm. alright well I'm still trying just got done with practice oh, I'll try God. the other phone you probably call her idea man. but you can make it be great all right. Now, in his defense, we've all made this call before in eighth grade. This sounds like a fucking eighth grade idiot. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. I, you that guy pass you the note from me? Uh, are going by a dance. I like how many references he's made that he's a football player. Yeah. He constantly <laughs> is telling her that. I'm the quarterback. <laughs> uh, it's QB. Listen, um. Uh, there was a captain's meeting, so it took me a little time to call you. <laughs> I, excuse me. Hold on for a second. I just knocked over one of my trophies. MVP, most valuable player. I'm going to text you a picture of my dick. I'd like to get, <laughs> if you can, get me one of them pussy pictures. And put your finger on each side of it. Or just put a four down there for number four. That's my number. <laughs> Anymore, let's take a listen. That that was that was that's all. That's, come out that's so the big far. stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brett Favre, football player. 
Listen, I'm a jacking off over here. If you want to start jacking off over there, maybe we both be jacking off together on the phone. Oh, one last thing. I like vaginas, so if you got one, bring it. <laughs> bring your vagina over here. Oh, another thing. Seriously, don't you just hate the Packers? The Packers fucked up when they got rid of number four, Brett Favre. <laughs> Listen, there's going to be some Hall of Fame dance they asked me to. I guess i got to say a certain speech. God, he sounds like a fucking maroon. Um, Beth, Alabama, you're on my face. Hey, this is Beth. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Hey, I'm sorry. The, the only mental picture I can get right now is I'm at home watching cars with my kids, and I'm listening to Toe Mater talking right now. He really is. It's the same exact thing. He's the blue-collar fucking quarterback tour. <laughs> I love you guys. He's no chill. Hey, I'm talking to you on my cellular telephone, so, you know, what up? Dude, raising the roof. You got any oxys? I thought maybe you want to come over here and go in a hot tub with me, and we got Jello. So you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Let's let nature take its course. Some good lines. Uh, stupid Packers are on TV tonight. Don't you hate them? And those dumb cheese hats. I moved from there. What a fucking. The, the the picture of his dick is the least embarrassing part of this. Oh, yeah. And I saw the picture of his dick. I'm not sure. I thought I saw a toenail on the end of it. Oh, God. Shrinkage. Don't worry. I ain't got a man's dick, so come on over. So so which one of these tape releases is more embarrassing? Mel Gibson being a man and just screaming crazy <laughs> shit? Or Brett Favre like acting like an eighth grade girl? Which one is... <laughs> There's no... Really, I, I'd have to say Mel sounds more like a quarterback. Exactly, yeah. I got most some furniture, so I can't come over. Sorry. My dad's mad at me. But, uh, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. That's I thought you might want to come by and watch One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I guess he's never had to work for pussy his entire life, yeah. so it's like, just call, call fucking skanks up. Listen, I'm going to stop by, but I'm going to bring two of my linemen, so if you got any gal friends, I thought we'd get together, we're going to have a couple sixers. All right, keep on keeping on, okay, baby? <laughs> just dumb as fuck. And by the way, Rustin, he's your idol. I love you, Brett Farr. You, you drafted him. First round. And I'm starting him this week, too, sure. for Randy Moss and this. Oh, yeah, it. well, they will explode this week with uh, all this shit happening. Oh, yeah. they, they're like, we need to, we need to fucking <laughs> get some excitement going. Well, the, the, I think the thing about this to, to remember is the guy's like 47 years old, and he's been really dumb that whole time, and this is the first time <laughs> some shit's coming out about him? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is true. I just found out that I, I've been driving the last two weeks without a windshield on my truck. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if you saw the game last week, but I was pretty drunk for it. Uh, 
Mike, you're on a fez. Yeah, he's about two seconds away from asking her if life, telling her life's like a box of chocolate. Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, this is Brett Favre. Uh, my mom has cancer. I got a shrimp boat down there in Mississippi. Seriously, you wonder why people fuck, you know, fuck around with you folks, Rustin, ain't you? No, I get it. I get it. It's okay, but look at this chick that he's pulling. She's pretty sexy. He didn't pull her. He didn't do shit. <laughs> well, I mean, if you... And she's as, as... No fucking offense here, but there's a million fuck... That's the, that's the plastic look. Uh, I think she's got a little something to her. You don't like that? What is she doing at the fucking game? What is this whole thing about? She's got to give us updates on the sideline and interview the coaches right. after halftime. I'd rather have the Mexican super ass from a couple weeks ago. Hell yeah. Then again, the Jets. The Jets are just all <laughs> over these fucking things. Um, Hendo and I, we are on, on the Run Fez show. Hey, buddy. I yeah. was wondering if anybody uh, around was going to your Comic-Con this weekend. Yeah, uh, my dad's going to drive us off, cool. but then we're going to need somebody else's dad to pick us up there. <laughs> <laughs> You going to Comic-Con at all? Is that uh, big for you? It's not really my scene. I'll go check it out, though. I mean, because we're here. This is, uh, she also posed for Playboy. She, um... Let me see. That's her right there. Yeah, those are those are real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess that's why he figured you sent a picture of his dick. I saw you, Nike, so just (laughs) fire. You know, now we each see each other's naughty bits. I kind of like the, that naked with combat boots on. I kind of mm. dig that look. Well, then you would have loved Vietnam. <laughs> uh, Rich, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, two questions real quick, guys. Um, first of all, do you think the NFL uh, code of conduct rules that they have in place will sideline him like uh, they did with Ben Roethlisberger? And secondly, do you think this ruins any chance of uh, him being nominated into the Hall of Fame? Um... I could give a shit. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's just the dumbest stuff ever. It has nothing to do with his career, anything else. This should blow over. I mean, when it first came out, no one really cared. Over. He didn't do anything. Yeah, it's a cock picture. And, and apparently the girl wasn't upset about it, right? No. She was like, I'm just going to take your cock picture and put it online. That's all. On exboyfriends.com. <laughs> uh, Bill, Boston, you're in Winifez. I'm surprised Brett didn't ask her if I... Uh, oh, man, I'm a fucking read the letter jacket, and I'm just going to punch out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got an SM for Southern Mesa. I'd like you to wear it. We're playing homecoming this week against the Packers. Don't you hate the Packers? Instead of cheeseheads, I call them the dickheads. That last one, that was pretty clever, Brett. Brett, that was a pretty good one. Listen, I gotta go out and get out back and get a pail of water. Come back in here. <laughs> Our bathroom caught on fire and almost got to the house. Um, Andrew, you're a manifest. Hey, Ronnie B. How does this retard memorize a playbook? Uh, because Brad only has one thing: gun it. Everybody, <laughs> well, no. all right, listen. Everybody go deep. Everybody go deep. <laughs> I'm on. I'm a whip this some bitch. Hey, get over here, goddammit. You didn't go deep enough. I want you real deep. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna sling this thing until I can't see you no more. I'm gonna sling it deep. Wait a minute, what color are our jerseys? 
Good. All right. Good. <laughs> let's just go. Uh, let's go purple, guys. Coming up a little bit, uh, Fez Watley's inner voice is going to do a self-contained uh, comedy bit. Here's a piece I like. We're talking about the pussification of America with all this stupid stuff. Seven-year-old kid in Florida, expelled from school, no longer uh, can go to school because he had a toy gun that was left in his book bag. That's where we are right now. It was a Nerf gun. Yeah. It was so gun. it's a brightly colored styrofoam shooting fucking gun. Right. And that, that never never got pulled. I I got caught with a bunch of firecrackers and shit in, in uh, grade school. They were like, all right, whatever. I was just taking fucking firecrackers. <laughs> and those things explode. It can blow my fucking hand off. Here's the thing. He never even took it out of the bag. It was still in the bag. Nerf gun. He's got to leave the school. So, so why is it? Just because it looks like a gun? Because of Columbine. We had Columbine happen, and it's freaked us out so bad. Um, it's over. Well... I don't know if it still is, but when I was a kid, the toy gun industry was pretty big. <laughs> you could go walking through a toy store, and there would just yeah. be gun racks of all different Hell kinds yeah. of guns. That looked like real guns. Yeah. And like, then they started selling, like, basically Uzis. That looked like a fucking Uzi in right. a Mac 10. And then they had to start the legislation against it and shit, because kid, kids were getting shot. With toy Uzis? Yeah, because they cops thought they were a real gun, because it literally oh. looked like a fucking Uzi. It's called like a doozy. It's <laughs> Get your toys. It's so fucking crazy, though. But see, the thing is, they think that we have a gun culture, and if you give the kids a gun, you, you won't. But you watch your little kid, and he will take a dandelion and turn it into a machine gun. I mean, a kid, <laughs> just the, the fantasies for little kids run violent. And it's almost on a cellular fucking level. So a kid will take a popsicle stick and start shooting other kids with it. There was a huge controversy after uh, Columbine at Crawford mm -hmm. because they made uh, everybody because everybody used to just had their guns in the uh, in the in the in the back of their truck, you know, like on the gun uh, rack because you go hunting after school and shit. So so regular kids like you, the kids where you grew up. Would own guns and they would be in the school parking. Be lot. in the school parking lot on the back right. of the truck. And after Columbine, they you know had a big assembly. They were like, we you can't bring a gun onto premises. You literally just can't come into the parking uh -huh. lot. It was a really big deal. Like kids were like, well, fuck it, I'm not taking my gun <laughs> off the back. I'm not going home after school for a hunting. Fuck that. <laughs> so it was a huge deal after that happened. So what did they end up doing? Have they kept the guns uh, away from the school? Yeah, I think tech. I think the rule is. Like on the books, you can't have guns on premises. But I knew by the time I left, there was no nobody cared. Right. It's like now if a weird kid had a gun in the back of right. his car, people would be pissed. But if you now by drug, weird kid, you mean Mexican, yeah. Asian, black, yeah, something that isn't white. Exactly. But the the uh, but for the local kids, hunting, and was a normal thing where you grew up. Well, essentially, the rule was is if you had you can see in the back of a truck, and if they have a buckmaster. Sticker with a big buck on it, and then a, whole, a gun next to it. Then it's fine. What's the big deal? But if you now, don't, what do they mean by Buckmaster? I don't. Buckmaster. It's a. Uh, that's like an organization for for oh. big hunters. No, I never heard of this. So it meant that the kid was trained to use a gun. Yeah, it meant that the kid goes hunting and uh, uh, and and was that's what he was using the gun for, not just some creep. Now, could you uh, <laughs> walk down the hall carrying carrying your gun? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. But uh. 
But it's possible. I don't think anybody would say anything if you had, like, camouflage on. Nobody cares. Uh, Pete, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, when I was a kid, we were down in Disney World in Florida, and I went on the Pirates of Caribbean, and at the end of the ride, they were selling these wooden pirate guns with these metal barrels, and they shot black powder, and they shot these round, cork-sized balls. And they let me fucking take that thing on the plane in my carry-on bag. The security guard's like, ah, whatever, it's just a fucking kid's gun, no big deal. Now, what year was that? Do you remember? Yeah, it was like, I was probably, it was like 70, 76. Uh-huh. So, at that point, you could get on a plane with a toy gun. Now this kid, is that the kid who did it? Yeah, it's the kid right there. All right, now, does, he actually looks like he would have another little friend named E and Turtle. <laughs> uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um... Dave, you're on Run Fez. Hey, buddies. Um, man, you guys remember back in the day when they used to make perfect replicas and put like a half-inch orange tip on the yeah. end of the barrel? <laughs> well, Ridiculous. I, I, I remember for some reason in our family, and I don't know who it belonged to, but it was this like metal, it was very he- heavy, German Luger. Oh, that shit. looked exactly like a German Luger. And, you know, we would play with it. Uh, it wasn't real, but... You 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 would have thought it was real. Like you could have yeah. easily robbed the fucking store with it. Um, Tyler, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey Ron, uh, yeah, it, about the the legislation about toy guns and stuff. Uh, when I play in the backyard with my daughter, any stick that resembles a gun, she's running around shooting it. And uh, we went to a circus the other night, and all it was was a bright, colorful wand. And the first thing she started doing was aiming at all the other little kids at the circus and pretending to shoot. Right. It is, it's just, but it's also just pretend. It's a, uh, just the fucking play thing. We had air, we did the airsoft thing, me and my buddies all the time, and we'd get the guns out of the orange tips, and you'd always black marker the orange yeah, tip. Yeah, right. It'd make it look real, it look badass. You don't look gay running around with the orange tip on your gun. Okay, you just oh. brought the gay thing when you know Fez, that made Fez furious today. Uh, I meant the, you don't want to look uncool. I understand. You didn't mean that you want to look like a homosexual, No, right? that's not what I meant at all. It's exactly what I tried to explain to him today. Kind of like my parents chaperoning the dance. Okay, yeah, that's the perfect like thing. That, yeah. um, hold on, Hicks has uh, got... In. I'm waiting for my... Well, I got to put the sound up on it, because... Uh... My alarms. So who's off. texting you during the show? You no, this is there? actually a, no. This is a email from someone in my old college. <laughs> One of my old colleges. Yeah. I bet it's from Brett Favre. Hi, you still doing the show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lee, Indiana, you're on Fez. Hi, Ron. You're talking about growing up with toy guns. Whatever happened to those uh, when you grew up? They used to have these little paper things that you put in the guns that would explode and make like bullet sounds. Uh, do they become illegal, or they just... Yeah, I, I don't think that they have those kind of guns anymore, right? No, I think they still have them. I get them from my little brothers for Christmas. The little pop guns where you put the little paper uh, yeah. instead of the bullets. Yeah, yeah, we get them all the time for Christmas. All right. And uh, we have a great fucking time, just popping each other the whole time. Uh, Chris and PA, you're on my fez. Yo. What's up, man? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I was just saying, uh, my next-door neighbor, ironically, is a police officer, so I'm not going to go to the tail into where I live, but he has four little boys, and um, I have a two-year-old daughter, and they'll be playing guns out in the yard, and the youngest boy will go right up to my daughter and hold the gun right to her head, and it just freaks the shit out of me. When I was little, I was running around banging, you know, cat guns off and crazy shit, but just to see that just freaks me the fuck out, you know what I mean? it, It definitely is just something that kids do. And um, I don't know. I don't understand it either. But you're constantly it's fun fucking pretending. Yeah, but I don't know why that's fun. <laughs> you know, you're not like, oh, let's play calculator. You know, you never do kind of <laughs> shit like that. Um, let's go over to uh, Mitch. Mitch, PA, you're on Fez. Yeah, how are you guys doing today? This is the first time I'm listening to you guys, and what a wild show you have. But it is something. To, it really is going back I to am, the guy that was. Uh, on an airplane trip from Disney in the 70s. God, back in the 70s, there was no security on planes. We were able to, like, get laid in the back of the plane and smoke doobies, and nobody knew what it was, or even give a, gave a shit. Yeah, the biggest airlines in the 70s was called Soul Plane. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted on there. Wait, did Isn't that weird, could... though, just to think of people would be smoking and getting fucked like up? Sounds like the best thing ever. Smoking a joint on a plane sounds insanely well, you fun. Well, you could smoke a joint because you could smoke. Anywhere that yeah. you were able to smoke, you could smoke pot. So you would go to concerts and smoke fucking pot because, yeah. hey, I'll just act like a cigarette. Just say, <laughs> no cool. one's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> and now you would be in just as much trouble for a cigarette. Probably more. Eh, whatever. The guy smoking a joint. Cigarettes, like, oh, my God, put that thing out. It's disgusting. Right. Cancer. <laughs> yeah. They do that thing where they just wave in front of their, wave in front of their face. face like they're going to die. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dan, Illinois, you're on my Fez. Yeah, uh, talking about the fake guns and everything, the guy brought up the uh, cap guns. We still sell them. I mean, I work at a, a theme park out in Illinois where we do Old West stunt shows that before we start the show, we have to do a whole safety speech because everybody's so concerned about gun laws and everybody going out and playing with guns and not even thinking about what they're doing. Mm. Um, so you kind of do that old Western shoot, shoot em up thing, and but you have to give a, a fucking gun speech before that. I just love the fact that the kids in Rustin's school can sit there with guns in the parking lot. <laughs> it's crazy. Lot. It's deer season. You got to get to school. Gets out of like if you have football practice, then get out till four thirty. You got to get to the stand before it hold, gets dark. Hold on, is this Brett Favre? <laughs> One of the things that when uh, Brett Favre was bragging about when he was living in Jersey was one season with that we go night hunting. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> We love to be out there at night. We don't know what we're shooting at. <laughs> and I mean, when he was with the Jets, I think the closest he got to New York City was that stadium. I think he had no idea what was on the other side. So he was over living in Western, you know, Jersey, yeah. just all fucking hillbillied up as far as he can. This ain't too bad. <laughs> I mean, people say stuff about New York, but this ain't bad at all. Like when you're night hunting. Or texting dick pictures to people. Uh, he just put out uh, a thing to say that his cock was flaccid. Do oh. not take that as his actual cock. But 
your flaccid dick was stick, sticking straight up, Brett. So I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I, I don't believe it, Russ. I don't believe it for a I second. I can't be. <laughs> Um, it's a grower, not a shower. There's nothing you can do about that. Uh, well, he was already at the growing stage, so <laughs> oh, no. You got to fluff before you take cockpicks and send them. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna send you pics of jerking off first. Not totally jerk off, but at least you know. Right, I'm gonna finger up. my ass and send you a picture. I got some banana butt lube. I'm gonna take it all the way in. Uh. <laughs> Justin, say hi to Rustin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Rustin. What's up, buddy? Hey, I kind of agree with you or not agree with, but I got the same kind of stories what you do. I grew up in a high school where 90% of the guys always had a shotgun or a rifle in the back of their pickup back window and always were able to carry knives in school. Never, yep. ever bothered with us. Graduated in 04, so. With a 4-0, so everything went your way. Here's Dave in Austin. Dave. What up? Five one two. Hey, How are y'all? Hey, uh, yeah, just it, it's kind of funny that we're talking, or you guys are touching on this subject. It's not so much gun related, but my four year old uh, wants to be a warrior princess for uh, Halloween this year, and uh, so I got her a fake axe and a little plastic thing to go with her outfit. And uh, she's playing with her mom with it. She uh, all of a sudden goes for my uh, wife's throat and says, "I cut your throat, mom." That's <laughs> well, crazy how they get that. I know. Of course it is. It's like all funny. Well, first of all, when you're a kid, you honestly just think to yourself, I feel bad for adults because they died. It never occurs to you <laughs> that you could get killed under any circumstances. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, uh, Fez Watley's inner critic, his hate voice, Hayton. will be doing a self-contained comedy bit. It is, I wonder if Pepper Hicks' inner voice is hate, or if it's joy and happiness. Mm. I think, is it the opposite? Is that how it works? Or? I don't think I have an inner yeah. voice. 866, uh, that inner voice thing is... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Mark, Chicago, you're on my fez. Yeah, I think this is just instinctive behavior, because uh, in the wild, by 13, you know, these would be... Mature killers. Um. Yeah, that's really some true. Like the like the Khmer Rouge, they had all twelve and thirteen year old kids, and there was nothing more dangerous than that. <laughs> they were just like um, just the nuttiest thing because the kids loved to kill and couldn't get enough of it. That's scary shit. That's what they say. That's what they warned me in Brooklyn. They said all the little pickpocketers. They said mm. all those kids are like nine, ten. Years old, and they're just sneaky, crazy, and violent. <laughs> who's, who's telling you this? Uh, there's growing bands of pickpocketers. And don't look up at the tall buildings and keep your wallet in your front. Um, I sent Brett Favre an email about how I should live in New York. I, just give me some tips. Do me a favor. We're going night hunting later. Send me some teddy pictures. I'll send. Hey, check your email. I just sent a picture of my. For more of the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog Comedy Channel 99. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99. Graffiti artist and consultant to designer uh, Mark Echo. Oh, he was arrested for spray painting subway cars in Brooklyn. 
You know, I'm a fan of the graffiti because I was an old school graffiti artist myself. My specialty was the T sign, just the word the who, the backwards SWAT sticker. We'd write, I draw the Roadrunner, just the word the who, Repent 13, just the word the who. Yeah, those, those type of things. It's a guerrilla movement, that's the way it goes, and it's the art of getting up, getting known, and then you take that vehicle and you go all the places once they know you. The higher you can tag something, the more respect you're going to get. The more outlandish you tag, the more respect you're going to get in the community. I know a person, everywhere they go, they tag, Mighty Horse Rocks the Fat Ass. Mighty Horse Rocks the Fat Ass. Mighty horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When mighty horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Everybody else can live by the rules, except for the graffiti artists. When you see the mighty horse rocks, you don't spell rocks, R-O-X. When mighty horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. What about my tag, monkey house? Only I, only I pronounce it like this, monkey house. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Monkey House! Because that's the name I tag with. Monkey House of D-Sippers. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks the D-Sippers. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks the D-Sippers. Mighty Horse rocks the fat ass. Mighty Horse rocks, rocks the fat ass. When mighty horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When mighty horse rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Mighty horse rocks the fat ass. Alright, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a plane and tag the sky. Shot a boo gray. Shot a boo gray, Fez. That used to be your big sign off that you would give everyone. Shot a boo gray. It is Ron and Fez looking back over the last, I guess, uh, 15, 16 years. Fezzi, anything you want to hear? This was something uh, from the XM days that I loved. It was when Master Poe, who was master of security at that point, came in. And we were talking about not just rape prevention, but rape prevention prevention. Well, here's what happened. Fez, he, I asked him how to stop somebody from stopping a rape. And his confusion fell into that so it's not like we came in to bring him i don't know where it jumped into but it's one of those things that people keep bringing up to me ron and fez all right master paul wants to uh add something to this fez master paul has been on television so not only does he run security here for 202 he's a television star as well here he is how are you master paul I had no idea. MasterPoeisBack.com. Yes. Yeah, MasterPoeisBack.com. The school opens up. He'll teach your children how to fight to the death. Theirs or someone else's, it doesn't matter at all. Master Poe, what show were you on? How are you guys? Good. I was on CNBC and, and uh, News 6. CNBC, I was training or teaching uh, uh, people that were impaired. I taught a blind woman how to defend herself if someone comes from behind. Right. Or if someone grabs her wrist and... First thing she should do is is kick out the lights. 
She kicks out the lights, Fuzzy, and then it's an even terrain. Oh, I see. Good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good thinking. Or you know what happens with a, a, a blind person? They're not, they can't see, obviously, so they have oh, yeah. to rely on their senses, their, their sense of touch. Right. And I was able to teach her how to take someone down if someone grabbed her wrist, and I showed her how to climb the body, climb the arm, and reach the throat and reach the eyes. It was uh, pretty effective. And just start swinging the cane. And swinging the cane. So I just want to point out to some of you guys, when you go out to rape blind women, be careful they may have had training. That's the... What is it, Mr. Poe? That's not the moral of the story? Not every blind woman is a victim. Right. That's right. Try to train me to fight off rape victims because it seems like so many women are getting training that I need some counter training to hold them down. Yeah, what would happen if, let's say, a blind woman grabbed Ronnie's wrist and tried to take him <laughs> down? What should he do to counter? Protect my jewels? A blind woman. Well, yeah. she won't... <laughs> if Ronnie was, let's just say, hypothetically trying to rape her or steal a handbag or something. Hypothetically. Yes. <laughs> let's say in a vacuum, in a perfect world... <laughs> In a vacuum, you guys couldn't breathe. All you have to do is step. Really? All you have to do is step back. She can't see you. Yeah, but then I can't rape her. Uh, <laughs> the thing about rape is you've got to get close. Sometimes with me, closer than others. Mm. You no have to get in close. <laughs> That's what I'm teaching the kids. If you kids want to learn how to rape, you cannot be afraid of physical confrontation. Rapeisback.com. Yeah. Uh, what I like to do is get one leg up on the bedboard and have the leverage. Leverage, kids. So mm. this um, this is what you're teaching people now. Well, that's one of the programs that I, I had taught uh, a while back. And is it difficult to rape retarded girls? <laughs> because if it's not hard to talk them into it. Well, that's something that but I... But if I, they I, decide they don't want it, Master Poe, wow, are you in for a fight. Mm. Yes, retarded or... The arm and leg strength alone. Mentally impaired uh, uh, oh, you individuals, know, they are very strong. Uh, it's a fine retarded. They're very extremely strong. They, they, they have but no idea what kind of strength they have. Yeah, I wouldn't call them waterheads. What mm. if you were to do this? You would take retarded kids and we train them into a clone army. Ooh. Where we say they're clones, but they're not. Well, they're not going to look alike. Right, well, they do. <laughs> They look exactly alike. Mentally the same. That's why you got to be careful if you're raping a retarded girl. I, you just carry a pinwheel, and then you distract them, and then true. you could come up behind. That's a good point. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> Something colorful to distract them. Well, it's uh, interesting stuff. What else were you on TV for? Um, and I taught a, a group of people in, in college how to retarded defend themselves. Retarded people? No, they were... Blind they were okay. They were fine. They knew how to walk and talk and right. sing and dance. Well, blind people can walk and talk and sing and dance. Let me submit, if I could, Stevie Wonder. Good submission. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that's just one of the programs that I taught. That's excellent. What's happening with your school right now? I'm just waiting for the okay for the town, from the town, and, and once the town gives me the okay, we're, we're ready. The segment. gym, the fitness gym is finished. It's completed. Why don't you give them this segment of the show and say, here's some of the stuff I plan on doing. Yes. Yes. That would be a great idea. And when I say uh, rape and retarded people, I'm not talking about Americans. <laughs> no. I'm talking not. about if we're in a war, when it's okay to rape. 
So the town council actually has to... I.E. Vietnam. There you go. So the town council actually has to sit down and pass a resolution for a retarded clone army in their city limits. I'm sure they do. Before this school can open. Mm. I don't want it just to sound like it's the R. Kelly school that I'm opening up. Maybe I shouldn't even do it. R. Kelly, the judge says that trial still has to go on. Been three years since he got arrested. Is that right? It feels longer. Yeah. It's got to be four or five years since he's been accused. He was accused a full year for, before he was arrested. Yeah, this underage victim is going to die of old age before this thing finally goes to trial. Yeah, I saw rape like that the other day. They found the guy's DNA after like 28 years. He had raped this woman like 72 or something. Uh, they couldn't pin it on him. They still had his underpants. Oh, really? The woman, the rape victim, now is 58. The rapist is like 66. <laughs> so you got these two older people trying to remember what happened 30-some years ago. Yeah, I remember I was in the park. So R. Kelly still got to go on trial. They were trying to get the prosecutors to throw it out because of the timelines all messed up. Sure. The kids are really going to be disappointed if R. Kelly gets convicted. Still really popular. Is he still popular with everybody, uh, Earl? Yeah, selling more records more than ever now. Wow. Ron and Fez. It's the Ron and Fez show. Looking back, it's a best of week where we take a look back at the different eras and configurations of the Ron and Fez show through the years. Configurations, huh? What was your favorite configuration throughout the years, Fez? Mine, I think out of everything, would probably be the Steiner Recliner or the figure four. What was yours? Uh... The WNEW days. That's You brought that up the other day as your favorite time of your whole career, even more so than the Ron Ron days. Yeah, I mean, everything uh, everything was fun, but I think uh, WNEW is where I kind of felt like I got my stride, where I felt, uh, it was probably the last time I felt confident, so that's probably why I'm looking back fondly. You were also in love with a producer of ours. Oh, yes, I was. Yep. you felt like he at least liked you back. Yeah. And he works in this building now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Works upstairs. Has he come to you about your retirement? No, I have not Whoa. seen him since I announced it. Mm. Al Dukes has. Yep. Yeah, just about everybody has. This particular person has not. Mm. Was it Billy Staples? Is that who you were in love with? <laughs> you... Said you wouldn't give the name out. I thought it was Joe Poo. There was a little bit of a Joe Poo thing. Joe Poo was a little looker. Really? Yeah. I thought that with the whole eating his own poo stuff, it, you know, that would... That was just a bit that he was doing, but he was a very handsome young man. I thought the bit reflected on his outside. No. He didn't actually eat his own poo. Um... So you came into your stride then during that configuration. Yeah. The config. That's what I like to call it. The what? The config. You know, sorting it. Is that when you became the little snowflake? Is that <laughs> that era for you when you were this special little snowflake? Now, the lowest point for you was the JFK days right after that. Yeah. I but- mean, Fez and I went down to JFK and his everything fell apart. Was it immediate? Was it? Did it have? Yes. Wow. Look, it was down to this. So we take a train down there, and we get a uh, um, a car, and we're heading out to Fairfax, where the station was, right? 
And Fez goes, which way? I go, just west. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just yeah. head west. We're going to see some signs for it. Because I'm not a big, you know, everything doesn't always seem like a big deal to me. And Fez starts this like crazy, like we're driving along and I just hear like some whimpering. And then he was like, and he was doing all these faces. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And he was like, I can't find it. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, just fucking go. What? I was talking to him like he was a regular fellow. And I remember going like this. Hey, stop it. Stop acting like that. And from that point on, from me saying, stop acting like that, Fez and my relationship changed forever. We never went back to two guys talking. You know, and we never went to two fellas again. Yeah, I was just, that was the beginning of all the nut, nuttiness and but, sanity. But that was also your last, you know, I'm going to have an idea. I'm going to pitch something in. I got something to do. Up to that, everything would be like, hey, what do you want to do tomorrow? And, you know, what about this and that? And from that point on, well, he was so angry with the world. His stuff 100% came from anger of not taking that kid with us. Um, and, you know, look, uh, D.C. is a fun place. You know what I mean? Northern Virginia has a lot to offer. You know, you head out to the mountains. You're not far from the Chesapeake Bay or the Atlantic Ocean. You got downtown D.C., which, you know, there's amazing stuff to do. And he shut himself down. You ever hear that thing of someone said they took poison and tried to hurt the world? Yeah. That's what Fezzi did yeah. down there. And I kept thinking, I don't know how long this is going to last, but he's going to, you know, come out of it. But now looking back, I could take it to that one spot. That's wild. That's down yeah. that one just you, yeah, that's where the schism happened or whatever. When I said to him, hey, just stop it, where I, I started to talk to him like a child, uh, I don't know if whether we ever got back to two buddies after that, you know? It was always just like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Yeah. You know, this weird thing. The entire that, relationship changed. Yeah, I mean, the was... entire relationship changed. Would you agree or disagree with that, Fez? I, I would agree with that. And things definitely, I mean, I started getting phobias that I didn't have before. And I remember one time I went to get a pizza and couldn't find my way back to my own uh, place to live. First of all, he's bringing this up. Like it's, you know, an unexpected thing. He had just lived there for a little while, right? Yeah. I was supposed to meet him at his place. We were going to have some pizza and watch the ball game or something, right? Okay. He came back like a, a maniac, but he didn't have GPS then. Yeah. And he had just moved to the neighborhood. It's not that unusual. It's no big deal. To get lost and you are not going to be lost forever. So that's what I ended up like. Disgusting, like, like I get that you were lost, but why is that? Was that such a big deal yeah, to you? Pulling to a gas station, they'll tell you where to. Yeah, like the whole time down there, I, I'm always lost until I figure out where I'm going. <laughs> and now they have GPS. I don't give a shit one way or another. But you know what I mean? Like, lost is something that you happens before you find out where the hell you are. So that started a lot of that shit. You know, that stuff got really. uh 
really weird. And then he was saying, just get me back to New York and I'll be better. And I honestly thought we could do that. Like, I thought that that would happen. Um, and then here's the weird thing, too. So one night we're doing the show. We're about to go to a break, or next to the last break of the night. Just as we're there, 15, 20 seconds out, Fez grabs his chest, falls to his knees, and I just go into break, and he says, I'm having a heart attack, I'm having a heart attack. So we're freaked out. I call the ambulance. The ambulance comes rushing out to this little radio station, pulls right up to the door. We get, you know, I'm doing the whole thing. If I got you, buddy, stay with me. So we get him on a gurney and off we go. I end, now I don't even bring this up on the air because this is so weird to me. I say to the kid, just throw it into the next show. Clock will be off. I don't give a shit. I hop in my car, follow the ambulance out with Fess, right? So we get in there, and his heart was fine. Blood pressure was fine. It was just a panic attack. Oh, shit. And that, weirdly enough, was the only ambulance Fez has done. All his heart attacks, no ambulances. You've never him. been in another one? No. Never never taken another ambulance he, ride. He gets never. the, you know, here's the thing about Fez's heart attacks, because we talk about it. Was, he has heart attacks like he farts, just a little, just a, just a poofer. And, but there was the big heart attack, and it wasn't. And he's sitting in there, and I remember you were all upset, and uh, that's when you started to see a psychiatrist. You went on pills, and it just turned the whole JFK thing into a nightmare for him. Because he had really bad problems with the pills. Really, like his body would be jerking and herking and Jesus. just all kinds of weird shit. Was that before or after like, the first time you cried on air with Mikey D? That was before. Yeah, that was before that. Yeah. All these things were before. When he cried with Mikey D, it was just about when we were ready to come back. So, having said that, and talked about all these things, um... What would you like to throw to here, Fezzi? America's Rose? Because that's what I think. You're America's Snowflake, but I remember when we lost America's Rose. That was Anna Nicole Smith. It was a dark, dark day across the United States. We had lost her. Ron and Fez. A little over 24 hours since uh, we've heard the news. It's been on TV constantly. A nation sits in shock. We lost America's sweetheart. The girl that I always called Fez, America's Rose, has passed away. Anna Nicole Smith, dead. You know, even hearing you say that, it just gets to me. It's almost like it's not real. Like, I have to say it out loud to myself to even comprehend what we've lost. Let me hear you say it out loud again and see if I can comprehend. Anna Nicole Smith, dead at the age of 39. It's hard to believe. We have lost America's Rose. If you've uh, been watching uh, TV news over the the last uh, 24 hours, you will know that this loss that we have right now is bigger than when we lost JFK. It's bigger when we lost his brother, Bobby. Bigger than when we lost uh, Martin Luther King. I mean, why else would television news be saying this 
unless we are at a position now it does not seem like American can go on anymore. Well, it's a country so grief-stricken. Sure. That they just want to cling to any of these news images that are left. It's like they're just looking for it. They, they still need to be attached to this woman. I don't want to pull the curtain back here, but I had to force Fez Watley to come into uh, work tonight. The only way, I mean, we've got the lights lowered here in the studio, mm-hmm. and uh, we just have candles lit. And I can look out the window over New York City, Fez, and all these different windows... I see everybody has a candle. If, you, if you're driving around uh, right now, uh, it's probably best to turn off your headlights and just have a candle lit as you drive down the roads. Your way of saying, I don't know whether, I guess we've lost our innocence at this point. I don't know if we can go on. Well, you, you have to realize it's going to be a completely different country. We're living in a different America now. A different world. Yeah. When you really think about it. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith, and who saw this coming? She's the uh, picture of health. Uh, she was the picture of class for this country for so long. And that's why we're all so grief-stricken. It's just uh, a shocking thing. And you, and you say to yourself, what about the children? Mm-hmm. The children are now going to grow up in a, in a world without Anna Nicole Smith. It'll be up to the rest of us to, I guess, let the children know. Yeah, well, at this point, I don't even know whether I won't even talk to any of them. I mean, I look at them, and I'm just furious. They're little innocent faces. I just want to grab them and shake them. Uh, you know, I uh, I went home to my children last night. They're three and five. The two of them, they're three years old and five years old. I put them up on my knee, and uh, my littlest one said, uh, where's Nana? You know how they talk. Oh, right, yeah. So I explained, I said, uh, she is eating trim spa with Jesus right now. Okay. I figured I could say it in a way. Right, yeah. You know. Something that they'd understand. Didn't. No, I guess it's still? three, you're not comprehending. <laughs> Finally, I just had to scream, dead. Don't you understand this dead? Right. And the thing that got to me, and I guess it's the shock from it all, is that when she said Nana, she really meant her grandmother. Oh, okay, it wasn't Anna Nicole. No. And then I had gotten into her head that, you know, her grandmother was with Jesus, which... I mean, just a small example of what a difficult 24 hours it's been, I think, for everybody. Well, I think everybody's going to remember where they were, Fezzi, on uh, 2-8, which is the way everyone's going to refer to it from now on. This will be 2-8, the day we lost Anna Nicole. It's burned in our minds. Mm Mm-hmm. You probably won't want to remember, but you're not going to have any choice in it. For years, everyone will remember where they were when they heard the news. I remember I was uh, coming down the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. I will never, ever forget how cold it was that day. It it seemed extra cold. Yeah. You know, for some reason. The bluest sky. Oh, yeah. That's the things You kind of remember those vivid details. Because all of a sudden, time stands still. Because I remember walking up, I, I'm on the sidewalk, and I see a bunch of people gathered around a, a storefront, mm-hmm. looking in the, the big picture window. And they were all watching TV, and I'm just trying to think of what could have captivated them. You know, is it, you know, the daytime version of Millionaire? What's on? Yeah. That has this many people gathered around. And I, you know, and I'm peeking my head up, you right. know, trying to look over the, the, the pile of coats there, you, people you still, in front of me. You still didn't know? 
I still didn't know, and I felt foolish because when I did find out what they were looking at, mm-hmm. I felt like I was the last person to know. And what I ha- what I did was I just kept tapping people on the shoulder, saying, "What happened?" Well, you were young. Yeah, what's happened? And I remember one lady just turning around, kind of just with a handkerchief in her hand, you know, right. over her face, and in just shock. walking away from me without even answering. In shock. And it wasn't until I was able to just push my way through the, 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 through the people that I was able to see on television that we had lost Anna Nicole Smith. I guess everybody's going to be that way from now on. You're always going to... I was in school, believe it or not. Really? I always remember Miss Pettitamange. And she came in, and her glasses were tilted to one side. And she said, children, I'll never forget that, children. Because she never called us that. She says, uh, Anna's gone. That's all she said to us. And then they brought in TVs, and we all watched that. And uh, later, some of us uh, passed the joint around. Oh, okay. You know how kids are. Yeah, right. passed the joint around. And it was uh, knick-knack. It was angel dust. And uh, black dust that was actually heroin-laced. And that didn't even take the sting out. Although, I mean, as angel dust goes, it was very powerful. Kids are going to grieve in their own way. Sure. That's what you have to understand about a national tragedy like this. 2-8, everybody's going to remember it. Uh, everyone will remember where they were on 2-8. Uh, uh, as you look out all around the tri-state area, of course, you see the... The candles burning. Everyone's got them in their windows. It's uh, sad. Brandon, Brandon, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey guys, I'm yeah. disappointed myself, and yeah. uh, just wanted to see if they're going to close uh, the markets uh, on Monday. They're going to wait till two eight of every year starting next year. I think they're going to they're going to close the stock market down for a couple of days. I know banks are uh, uh, going to probably close, and uh, thank God they're going to they're going to close the schools down until this whole. Th- you know, the, it comes in waves, Fez, mm-hmm. and the children should be home with their parents watching the funeral on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, NBC, CBS. It looks like it's on, I've got all the TV sets up, it looks like it's on 162 different uh, channels. Who saw this coming? Who could have believed? Not I, my friend. And then you you can tell, you know, being out on the streets of New York today, well, the very few people that are even out there, streets are deserted, streets right. are empty. And the ones that were out there, just kind of like walking zombies, where it's like just kind of walking aimlessly. Some people just want to be out and walk, I guess. Thank God for the media. It really takes a time like this where you're saying, I'm glad I have 500 channels to show this. Uh, And now that Jaja's husband claims that he's the father, who knows what's next? Who knows what to tell the children? That's daddy number three at this point. Uh, Richie, Richie, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah. Uh, I was listening to the radio chick, and I couldn't believe it when I heard the news. You know, I don't normally uh, do stuff like this, but I just wanted to thank the chick and Chuck and Butchie for being so professional. I mean, immediately, they stopped the fun hijinks, and they went into becoming broadcasters. And they, that, were so, they were so professional and yeah. serious. It's and amazing. I just, I just I just watched the CNN, and I think uh, George Bush has made a, a, a national month of mourning. Yeah, he has. It's probably going to go on a month. We're going to uh, uh, ask Ken Black History Month because 
really can't, yeah. you have to cancel that ask uh, yeah. black girl earl i'm sure earl understands completely who wants to hear about a bunch of old uh black people that are dead when now we have a, a beautiful gorgeous one-time exotic dancer who's dead yeah, you just you, some things are just going to have to be some of the more frivolous things yeah. are just going to have to be put on the side for now until who knows if we get back to normal. Who knows? And we're going to make up for it all instead of uh Black History Month. Uh the next lunar eclipse will just be for black people, so you'll be able to sit there really in a under a moonless sky and talk about I don't know who whatever, George Washington Carver. I guess Jackie Robinson, whoever. Right. It's perfectly understandable, Ronnie. Sure. Uh, Paul, Paul, you're running Fez. Hey, guys. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I was driving down uh, south on the Garden State Parkway, and when I heard that news, I just felt like driving. Driving to the end. Driving to the end of the earth. I understand. Driving to the ocean, and just uh, joining her in uh, Trim Spot Heaven. That's what I am worried about. So many other drug addicts will now want to die. Yeah. It's uh it's really a scary time. I mean it's uh it's an uncertain future. Where's God? Where's God and how could he let something like this happen? God was on a winter break. Now, let me ask you this, Fez. I know you've been following the news pretty uh closely. Right. Any chance at all that this Anna Nicole's death tied in with terrorism? Um, so far, they haven't ruled anything out. Right. And I don't think you can at this point, 24 hours later. Right. But so far, the initial signs do not lead to any sort of Al-Qaeda attack. What are they saying that caused the death? Uh, so far, I've heard from Access Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, choking on her own vomit. That's her. That's the way she'd want to go out. That's for sure. Yeah. Natural causes. <sighs> America's Rose is gone. Anna Nicole uh, Smith. 2-8. Just say 2-8 to anybody now. And, and you know what I hate? There's already people in Chinatown selling 2-8 uh, merchandise. There's always going to be those people. Always. And the fake puke people have already gotten involved yeah. in this. Profiteers. Stop. Stop with the profiteering. The nation mourns. Uh, Brian. Brian, you're on my face. Hey, guys, how you doing? Don't ask, please. I'll break okay. down. Well, yesterday, uh, you know, was my birthday. and uh, Oh, no. Your birthday's ruined forever now. Yeah, I, uh, the irony yeah. uh, of me celebrating right. while uh, while she was uh, dying. It's, it's... I always think about those people, the people that had the birthdays, the anniversaries, any special occasion on a day like yesterday. I mean... I guess I would just ask to move my birthday to the 9th or the 10th or something. I think it should be moved, if it's to your birthday, celebrate it uh, on the lunar eclipse, and then we'll move Black History lunar eclipse. Yeah, we can move that again. Mm. Here's uh, Jesse. Jesse, you're on the Ron Fez show, and maybe the saddest time in the history of the nation. Hey, brothers. Normally I would say, hey, buddies, but at a time like this, we all need to really band together. We are a family, aren't we? We're a we, com are. we are a, a family of communities and a community of families. And you don't realize it until something beautiful is taken from you. Absolutely. And as you said, the rose is gone. We all must weep. But as the mayor said earlier today, we need to carry on. And that's what I did today. I carried on. You know what? I think Mayor Bloomberg 
became the world's mayor over the last couple days. Uh, he was out there right away telling us when our trash could be picked up, what subways were working. Bloomberg stepped up in a way that I don't think anybody realized that he could at this point. Yeah, it's uh, you just want to thank uh, a leader for having the dignity and the grace and the courage, the downright courage, to see a city through this. And let me say this. He's a million times better than Giuliani. Somebody had to say it. I don't want to get into comparisons, but it's uh, it's thank God we had that mayor here at this time. Absolutely. If there is a God, I don't know that there is with this, but if there is a God, God bless him. If there is a God... He's got a little fat blonde straddled across him right now. No doubt about that. He took her home. Yeah, finally. Just another one of the guys that have taken her home. One of many. I guess Jaja's husband being the one before this. Uh, So we'll stay here with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're a little after 24 hours. And I don't know, maybe we'll stay on through the night. Leaving the phones open, letting people talk about this. See, that's the thing. We're just here listening tonight, listening to you people. We're just here, you know, we're not doing anything special, anything out of the ordinary. Don't make us heroes, that's for sure. We're just here to do a job. Do a job better than anyone else could, probably, under these circumstances. Of course, no one else would want to come in. And during the commercials, we'll cry. Let's cry during the commercials. That's fine. And, uh... Occasionally, people want to call with their poems. I know a lot of the kids have been, and I think this is great. They're having the kids uh, draw pictures all day. Oh, okay. And, you know, maybe we'll find a place. We'll start and put some of those up. And, you know, everybody always says uh, about the EMTs that they're our real heroes, you know? Right. Why couldn't they sell you Van and Nicole? What were they doing that they couldn't get to her in time? Yeah. I have no idea whether it was too much vomit or what the situation is. We just don't know. Did anyone let her know you open your mouth when you vomit? See, we don't even know that much. That's one of those things we may never find out about this. Well, you got the TV sets up now, and it's 24-hour-a-day coverage. Every news place, 2-8-07, the day we lost America's Rose, America's Sweetheart, America's chance at greatness and Nicole Smith and I hope now I know what England went through Fez when the royal family killed Princess Diana mm-hmm. and if they killed Anna I will go nuts on them well that just makes them serial killers you know notice that Prince Charles got out of time out of town right before it happened oh yeah notice that came and went uh, she died where Fez she died in Hollywood Florida right uh, at the Hard Rock, right? Yeah. I I know that there's rumors going around on the internet. I go on the internet sometimes, Fez. And there's already stuff being sent around that said at that Hard Rock Cafe, uh, every worker there who was Jewish called in sick that day. So there were no Jewish. So s- people are saying somehow they knew it was coming. Right. I don't believe it. I'm saying wow. that's just the craziness that gets co- Let's not start. Pointing fingers at each other. That's people at this point in their grief just wanting to believe anything. You know, wanting anything to hold on to. Uh, Roy, Roy, you're on running Fez. Hey, um, I got to pull myself together here. Sure, brother. Uh, I can't, uh, you know, Ron, you called her America's Rose. She was. I think she was America's princess. I wow. think she was the world's princess. Yeah. And I can't believe that uh, 
we got to get Tony Blair to get the Queen Mom, the Queen Mother, to to acknowledge our sorrow. At this point, the Queen Mother will not come outside and look at all the flowers. Why? I don't know. I mean, doesn't she learn anything from history? We need it. I say the hell with tradition. The hell with it. We need her more than ever to come out and share our grief with us. She won't do it. Uh, I gotta go. All right, take care, Roy. Bye. Thanks, Roy. Uh, Fez, let's check with one of our correspondents right now, Bobo. Bobo, you're on Fez. Hiya, buddies. Hey, buddy. This has been such a bad day. I know, pal. She's gone. I can't can't leave the house. I just, I keep CNN on and, Mm -hmm. and I see all the sadness. Just feel it, you know, you don't have to do anything, but just feel it right now, Bobo. I know, but it's, it's so terrible. I know it is, pal. We're all going through it. And I, I was wondering, I I wrote a little verse of a song. Mm-hmm. Could I sing it as a tribute? Sure, this is where it starts. They always write their little songs. Go ahead, yeah. Bobo. Good, goodbye, Anna Nicole. You won't be dancing on the pole. Mm. You're not alive no more. They're going to bury you in a hole. That's as far as I've gotten, because I keep yeah. crying, and I... Bobo, you know what? Don't even bother finishing it. At this point, I don't even think you should bother finishing it. No? I think you've said enough. Okay. Bobo, has, the, uh, has CNN said anything about uh, President Bush? He, apparently, he's so sad, he's just flying around in Air Force One, just in circles. I've heard that he's been zigzagging across yeah. the country. And I think right now... The security around him, uh, as they should be, uh, are worried that he'll swallow his own puke. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he left from Sarasota, Florida. Uh, Air Force One diverted to Louisiana and then to, uh, to Nebraska. I Why? Think he has a reflux problem, too. And sure. It could be very dangerous. All right, Bo. Thanks so much for that song. Thank you. I love you guys. I know you do. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bobo. Somebody had better check on him later. Yeah. Someone needs to check on him all the time. You know, I completely forgot I was even fighting with him. Uh, Josh, Josh, you're on a fez. Hey, boys. Yeah, how are you, never, sir? Never, never forget, never forget. Never. Unfortunately, some of the reper- repercussions have already started in my neighborhood. Some some guys from around the neighborhood have already started to beat up big-breasted, overweight, blonde women. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Let's not take it out on them. Uh, because not all of them are like that. And, uh, Earl, you were telling me people were lined out outside of Dakota. Yeah, to having a, a nice visual. And- All right, let me just say this to the New York hippies, and they're still out there. The Woodstock heads are still left over. You don't go to the Dakota for everything. She died in Hollywood, Florida at the Hard Rock. Why would a bunch of you go over to the Dakota and stand outside bothering that lady? She, Yoko doesn't need this. They were just there two months ago. Who do you think uh, should play Anna Nicole in the movie, Fez? Um, wow, that's really difficult. I don't know, maybe a Paris Hilton, someone like that. Way too thin. Yeah, my good point. Hope, my hope is this. We don't rush the movie like they always do. And we wait till her baby grows up and then have her baby play the part. That's a great idea, but you know Hollywood. I call it Holly Weird. Yeah, and the way they just, they're just they just going to want to profit from this immediately. Wait, did you even see what I did there, Fez? Instead of saying Hollywood, I took the word weird and I replaced wood with it. 
So I said Holly Weird. Oh, because Weird and Wood sound an awful lot alike. Not really, but they both have a W. But what I did is just throw that out there just to show that I'm disgusted mm. with them. And you too, Billery. That's another one I did. Okay. Billery's not even in office, but... Senator. Oh, yeah. I guess she's our new American Rose. She's our new Anna, Anna Nicole Smith is Hillary. I just hope I don't see, you know, her going down the same road. I see her as an Anna Nicole Smith in a sensible pantsuit. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, you're on Ron Fez. How you doing, Ron Fez? Uh, just another sad, sad day to mourn over this tragic event that's taking place in our country. Sure. I just want to let you guys know, uh, our company today sent out a mass email saying that anyone that was grieving could leave early and that next year this would be a national holiday for our company. Well, what I wouldn't mind doing is to try to build a giant memorial, Fez. Uh-huh. And when I say giant, I'm talking maybe as much as 18,000 feet in the air. Really? Yeah. So that you could see it from other states. Yeah, I don't even know if that's doable. 18,000 feet. And here's what I was thinking about writing on the bottom of it. She swallowed her puke as she swallowed our hearts. Aw, I love the sentiment. And I'm just worried, you know, that caller talked about uh, 2-8 becoming a holiday. Mm -hmm. I just hope years from now it's not one of those things where it's just an excuse to sell cars and mattresses. I hate when they do that. Yeah, come to the Anna Nicole Smith sale. Because she did not live her life about commerce, Fez. No, it was not about the money to her. No. No. It was more about the exposure. And thank God we have great news stations in this country like MSNBC, Fox, uh, CNN... That will just keep this on constantly. They're just not going to stop. They probably can't. Uh, and I don't know whether how long we put. We just had Al Dukes up on for a second. We got him back. Uh, all right, Al Dukes is. You know, at this time, Fezzi, at no other, you need management. You need management to talk leadership. Uh, yeah, and of course, we've watched this young man move up in the world. Al Dukes, how you doing, pal? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? How do you think we're doing, Al? We lost the rose. Well, um, I live, as you know, in Jersey. Right. There's a community in Patterson, New Jersey, that was dancing in the streets tonight. All right, let's see now. You're kidding me. Don't. Nope. Dancing in the streets. Because Alan Nicole's dead. Right. Celebrating it. Wow. That is disgusting to me. Absolutely disgusting. You know, I don't even know if all this is true. I mean, these are the kind of rumors that go around. But apparently, right. you know what? If that makes you feel better, go ahead and dance. To me, you're no, no better than animals. You're no be- better than the vomit that claimed your life. Right. Uh, Al, could you check on this? Uh, are Fez and I going to get paid double time? Um, really, we shouldn't even be working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that we met today. Mm-hmm. Do we play commercials, you know? Right. right. Sure. What did you decide? Um, I think they still have to run the spot. Okay, okay, I understand. But, right, then uh, we, we better do that, Al. Yeah. All right. I know okay. Ronnie and I each get 32 personal days mm-hmm. this year. So we decided not to take one, even though it would have been easy enough to throw in a best of. Everybody's got to be their own kind of hero. Yep. All right, let's play those spots. Thank you, Al.
We lost that on the call. Run and fast. Footsteps will always fall here Longing to dreams tears Your candles burned out long before Your legend ever Stand by for more of the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Com- comedy. Hit Channel 99. You know when sitcoms do clip shows from previous episodes? Yeah, well, it's kind of like that. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy. Hits Channel 99. to have known Paranoid uh, and, of course, Sleeves. Both of them bringing hysterical songs in, and they couldn't sound less alike. Total opposite ends of the spectrum, and I love both of them so much. When you say spectrum, I think the old spectrum of Philadelphia, where the Jay Giles Band will come and perform. Nice. I think most people think of autism when they hear the word spectrum now. You know something, Chris? What? What? To attack a special needs child, like, a.k.a. fatty pneumonia, um, <laughs> now I've read that shit, Fez. Plenty of great things as Ron and Fez look back on the interrobang.com. The interrobang put this together, uh, on the iBang. Hashtag goodbye, Ron and Fez. That's a great collection of tweets from listeners. I can't even make it through that. That is a tough, tough read. Yeah. Listeners, friends of the show, comedians that have, uh, appeared on the program. Uh, so that's there. Hashtag goodbye, Ron and Fez. Uh, Black Earl looks back at Ron and Fez. That's mm. Black Earl Douglas wrote a column about his experience working with us. And then one day some lame brains came and <laughs> took away. 
<laughs> the Sparkle Games are up there. You have the Runafest supporting cast. Lot to do. <laughs> I played the first Sparkle game. That's the real or fake? Yeah, I have not played the second one yet. Give me one of those. Just give me a question. See how I'll do. I want to go one for one and then walk away from the game forever and never play again. Make it as hard as you possibly can, Fess. All right. Um, harder. Harder I mean, than really, that. Yeah. Really, really hard. Okay. Um, well, I need to challenge, Fez. Yeah. I want the kind of challenge that a genius child gets <laughs> before they decide we're going to bypass school and put this child right into a master's program. Intern who dreamed of working at Fox News. Dana. You're good at this. No, it isn't. That's somebody who was here five minutes ago who every day talked about Fox News. Guys, I love Fox News. I'm an RA. And can you call Greg Garfield? Because he's looking for an intern at Fox News. <laughs> and let me keep pulling, pulling my sweater down so no one can see my butt. Do you ever know she was always tugging yeah. at her clothes? She's very self-conscious. So really, that's how easy this test is? It's It runs the gamut. There's some that may be obvious. There's some that are going to be a lot more difficult. I just asked you for the most difficult question you had, and I went one for one. I beat the fucking game. I beat the system. You did it, Ron. Open up the pearly gates and let me in heaven. Uh, so that's the advanced version of the Ron and Fez supporting cast Sporkle game on the Interrobang. And the photo album is up. I can't even look at those throughout the years. All your chest x-rays in there. Just beautiful. <laughs> so all of that is on the Interrobang.com. Um, and also the meme game is up there, right? Yeah. Yep, the meme has gone up. Uh, well, that meme goes up tomorrow. The meme goes oh. up tomorrow. The meme goes up. Meme from the headlines, things we would miss about Ron and Fez. Now, by the way, I saw that one. <sighs> Sounds like somebody who hasn't listened to Ron and Fez since 2001. So we, we'll check that out tomorrow. What do you mean we'll check it out? Well, it'll be on the Interbank tomorrow. I'm now hearing no, it won't. Oh, okay. I think you're going to have to get the uh, uh, the bottom of it. I'll figure it out. Just help with it, Fez. Use your help. Just put, like, things we'll miss about Ron and Fez. Me. The little snowflake. So is that it for us today? That's it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Come back tomorrow for the last of these of Ron and Fez Look Back. But it's been fun looking back with you, buddy. This has been really amazing. So many things that have just slipped out of my my ass. memory. Oh. Memory, not yeah. ass. I'm memory. In here. But let me just say this. Oh. You know why it's fun to look back, Fez? Why is that? Because we can't look forward. Yeah. We don't have tomorrow. But we had yesterday. Maybe that should be the song that we go out with today. You know what I mean? Touch satellite? me in the morning. No, we're never going to play satellite again. I have it loaded. Just in do you case. know what "Touch Me in the Morning" was? The theme to Poseidon Adventure, <laughs> which kind of feels like our career. A little upside down. Could we go out with a song that I like? Um, we just played a song that you like, "Fatty Pneumonia." I never cared for that song about my childhood. Yeah. Sickly yet obese.
I've always liked the song Wheel in the Sky by Journey. Sing it for me then, Fez. Wheel in the Sky. Wheel in the Sky. Original Journey. You don't know, yeah, but you don't know any of it? No, I know that part. That's my favorite part of it. Fez never talks about music. He pulls out Wheel in the Sky. Well, he can't even do the lyrics. This is ridiculous. Wheel in the Sky, keep... Keep on keeping on. Right. Chris, what would you like to hear today? Weezer undone. God, I... Why do you just pick hits? What's wrong? That, the Sweater song is fantastic. All right, Pink know, Triangle. But, Pink Triangle. No, that's a little more like it because our friend is gay. Okay. Right, yeah. Fez? Yes, I'm gay. Do you like this song? I don't know this song. Well, how could you not know this song? It's about the gays, but the kind of gays that we like. Lesbians. Oh. The perfect gays. <laughs> so this is our new goodbye song. We're going to try it on like a sweater. From the Pinkerton album, the only one that Chris is the only one who understands. Just that's right. When I'm stable.
You know when sitcoms do clip shows from previous episodes? Yeah, well, it's kind of like that. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Comedy. Hits. Channel 99.